Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right. Hey, welcome to the program. Welcome back. Welcome us back. Welcome me. We were gone? That's right. We were gone. Just for a week. Oh. Welcome to you. Just a short little week. Welcome to the program. We've got a lot to do tonight, as always. I want to thank our sponsor, More Beer. Been with us since the beginning, since before the beginning. Hey. And I love them for it. They've been wonderful. You can go over to morebeer.com right now, and you can order everything you've ever dreamed of in the homebrewing world. You know that they launched an LCD touchscreen brew sculpture at the National Homebrewers Conference? I saw that. Always innovating yeah. over there. Yeah. That Darren Schleth and that Chris Graham. Christopher yeah. Graham. That, that Christopher Graham. Christopher Randall Graham. Sure I'm knows what he's doing. disappointed they came out with it a month after I bought a sculpture <laughs> That's for the fun. new brewery. That is kind of screwed yeah. up. Did you get your sculpture yet? Yes, I, I picked oh, it up. Got, yeah. It was. I, I picked up my sculpture about a week or two before CBC, and then at the, at the showroom floor at CBC, they had one sitting there on a sculpture. Oh. And I was like, so what's this new thing yeah. that you didn't put on my sculpture? Because I would have ordered it. <laughs> right. Well, I believe that they are taking orders now. I don't know that it's actually even been officially launched to the public. They launched the prototype at the National Homebrewers Conference. I got to play with it for a little bit, and it was it's pretty sweet. I'm a gadget guy anyway, so I like stuff like that. And, um, yeah, this thing was nice. It was very nice. 
So go check it out. You can go over to morebeer.com right now, and they'll take good care of you. Right now, or tonight on the show, rather, we've got Noble Ale Works uh, continuing our Southern California June. Uh, Noble Ale Works out of Anaheim. We've got the brewer. I think we have, like, all the brewers here. Uh, what, a bunch. I don't know what the hell's happening at, at Noble while they're gone, <laughs> uh, but nothing, apparently. Nothing, today. Not, nothing beer-related, that's for sure. Maybe they're lagering something. <laughs> that could be. So they all came up to join us in the program, which we always like to have them in the studio. And we got a bunch of their beer on tap. I'm having their uh, Baby Gaga right now, which is the uh, <laughs> which is a cool name for a session IPA, apparently. Baby Gaga. I'm going to try their Katie Porter next. Nice. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I just made that up. It's not really. <laughs> Speaking of Baby Gaga, there's our Kim Shimke hanging out in the hop grenade ah! right now. She's, yeah, she's, she's, our, she's our little baby Gaga. She doesn't hear anything, so I don't know no, if it's no. playing. <laughs> I don't think anybody can. Uh, all right, so we got Noble Aleworks on the program. Uh, so I'm sure you've all been following the news this week. There's a lot of controversy in the air. Uh, people, I mean, you know, it was a big deal, This the, the things that have happened recently. Yeah, there's everybody's, a lot of people. Everybody's talking about it. Um, this club of the year thing. Yeah, um, you can't get away from it. People are, are celebrating. People yeah. are bashing. It's a weird thing. Yeah. People want to change the definition of a club. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that going on. There's a, yeah, yeah. forums are taking a more bandwidth on the internet than porn. <laughs> yeah. They are. I mean, some people are shoving the definition of clubs down other people's throats. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I'm telling it's you, redefined. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a strange. This is strange. 26 pages of commentary over on the Homebrew Association forum. Is there now 26? Yeah, you got to pay attention. Okay. Uh, a good I think they're meeting. shutting it down, though. They're, they're saying that thread's over. Uh, are they? Yeah. It was over 24 pages ago. I commented yeah. on it. I had to chime in. Sure. Uh, you did? 10 pages on the Brewing Network forum as well. <laughs> Wait, um, so 24 pages and nothing constructive? <laughs> On a well, forum? well, no, it's quite clarifying. I, I wouldn't read it. say <laughs> that none of it was constructive. Um, there might have been one or two constructive posts in there, you know, out of the whole twenty-four uh, pages. Uh, well, twenty-seven now. Oh wow! Pay attention, Beardy. You All commented right. as yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wait, so was that the one constructive do, post? I don't do anonymous. I think anonymous, anonymous posting is no? such a douchey. No, I, I commented as myself. I chime in about once a year on certain topics hmm. usually when when misinformation starts getting yeah, disseminated i don't get in there to argue about whether the bn is a club or not a club i i feel like that is an argument that is a ridiculous one to have yeah um people just have to agree to disagree on that um I, there's a lot of things i don't chime in on but there was some misinformation going on and i, I talked about it last week on the program um so i uh, yeah not a, not a lot of new positions this week i did just want to mention and you'll hear it when we get into the feedback here here shortly um of course the the brewing network club they don't want us to change a thing they of course want us to, they want us to keep right on going uh, based on the poll that, you, that you're, you're talking about the poll well based on the poll and, and based on club members who uh posted in the forum yes, our forum as well as the aha forum mm-hmm. um i still don't know where i'm at with that you know i did want to read one post that i found in the in the brewing network forum that I found to be pretty level-headed, and I th- and and in some ways was getting to the point I was trying to make last week when yeah. I was giving us a couple of options. Uh, it's posted by I have a big, oh yeah, a big what? A big what? Uh, that's, maybe that's the point of the name. Uh, Go for that one. I have a big. You know, he wrote in. Um, <clears throat> he said, "Hey, the, it, it, a lot of people commenting. Everybody seems to agree that booing at the award ceremony was a." 
really ridiculous and yeah. classless. Yeah, thing that's, to do. that's pretty much straight across. The board. I haven't really seen any defense yeah. of that. So, which surprises me that then anybody who was left to boo that well, exactly. So, <laughs> does that mean that none of the booers ever post on any of these forums, or they just don't have the courage to admit that they did that? I would guess mostly number one that they don't post in the forums. However, there might have been one or two posters that was too much of a sissy to... Has, has there been a single post anywhere of someone saying, I did boo, and here's no. why? No, no one. Not one person. So no. I was thinking about next year, actually. We should all just boo. Just ourselves. And then maybe they would yeah. applaud. <laughs> boo! We should yeah. stand up and <laughs> boo ourselves. Oh, the boo. parent in the room makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> Reverse psychology. That, that would be pretty funny. The whole table just stands up and starts booing at the top of their lungs. What do you hilarious. think Gary would do? That's his what you eyes guys would explode done. out of his head. That's <laughs> what you guys should have done this year. As soon as I grabbed the boo. mic, stood on the table boo. and booed oh, me. Get off, Orin! <laughs> Enough! I would Shut have... Yep, I would have laughed so hard had you just done that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> we should have done. You could have yeah. used the laugh. <laughs> I could have used that. That's true. I, Gary would have. He would have frozen. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. Gary's a professional, but uh, you know, he's not a professional speaker by any means. And he right. would have. It would have thrown a hitch in his step, and he would have known. not known what to do. And I couldn't have done that to my friend. I, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but I really want to. All right, so I have a big wrote in. Uh, the booing is ridiculous, uh, but in the homebrewing community, there seems to be those who like the BN and those who don't. A lot of that stems from the strong character of the BN, which I think is a good point, actually. We do have a pretty strong personality. You do kind of love us or hate us, I guess. Um, but that's never going to change. I mean, that's part of who we are. Um, but this club of the year ordeal has given some people yet another reason to hate the BN. I think that's unfortunate because the BN is one of the best things to happen to homebrewing and the small craft brewing community. I think the BN could benefit from a public image change, and this could be a good place to start. Uh, the let's kick their asses even harder people are being poor sports as well, just like the Boers. Uh, not to get too sappy, but NHC is about the community. Strengthening that community should come first. If some uh, fuckheads boo saying, uh, we'll show them, um, that's not a very classy response. So this was part of the point I was trying to make last week when I thought about whether or not we should continue to participate mm-hmm. in the club of the year. It wasn't just a let's take our ball and go home response, even though I made fun of myself for that. Right. It was more that it, are we really doing any good for homebrewing? And I, while I understand the knee-jerk reaction that says, F those guys, if they're going to boo us, we're going to come back even harder, I do also think, like uh, like I have a big is saying... <laughs> <laughs> Can we just call him Bob? I don't know. I know. All, of our dis- all of our serious discussions just end up like this. Um, That's what Sheep Tickler is really trying to bring to this. I think he makes a good point that we're almost stooping to the level if we decide, all right, let's go ahead and organize and just dominate everything. Like, let's win the Gambrinus Cup. Let's win, let's win the Radagast. Let's win the – which has been proposed by some of our members. Yeah. Let's go in and quell all the arguments about us and just dominate all – you know – all the categories. And while that's clearly one reaction to take, um, is it good for homebrewing? And, of course, I have to think about is it good for the brewing network as well. This is something the club doesn't necessarily have to think about. I do. I have to think about whether or not it's good for the company. Yeah, and that's true. So while, while I, I disagree that we should go back and, and try to take all the, clu- all the, all the other club awards, um, I don't see anything wrong with saying let's just come back even harder and kick everybody's ass and, and widen that gap. Because, like you said, it's a competition, and that's just friendly. You know, that, that's just competitive 
yeah. nature and human beings and animals in general, right? You want to be the best. We're getting booed for being the best. Let's show them what we can really do if we if we all try. And and to me, that would be the ultimate middle finger. Like your booing doesn't do anything. So so right. so at that point, uh, stop booing and, and do something about it. Don't just sit and boo and be just total douchebags. Be playing yourselves and everything. So uh, I agree that it's the ultimate middle finger. Yeah. But my question is. Is a middle finger what we want to what we want to put up? Because what maybe we have an opportunity to change the way uh, people are acting and and reacting. And if by taking the high road and saying, "Look, us winning clearly isn't doing anybody any favors," yeah. it does our club favors because just like any other club, our members feel proud about their beers. They feel proud to be a part of a club, and they feel proud to win Club of the Year five times in a row. So I do get that I'm I'm taking that away. If if we do this, I would be taking that away from our club. Yeah. But do we give by taking it away? Do we give more back? Do are we the example that we'd like to be? Because no. if the Brewing Network no. is sort of everybody's club, which is something we've always said, we're it's Quaff's clubs, it's the Zealots, it's everybody's club, it's every homebrewer's club, it's more people's club who don't have a local club. But we we like when the Brewing Network is all inclusive and and we're really pushing the hobby forward. So do we get more out of putting up a middle finger or do we get more out of stepping back and going, all right, there is a group of you. I'm not sure how large the group is. It's a very vocal group that that feels we're harming homebrew by, by doing this. And we're harming the competition anyway. It bleeds over into a bunch of other perceptions. And even if they're misperceptions, they're still perceptions. Uh, So I, I just think it's worth taking into account. Why are we doing it? And 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 what would would the Brewing Network Club feel better about still being the odd man out and winning all the time and giving a middle finger, or would the Brewing Network Club feel better to go? All right, we're going to figure this out. We're going to do what's right for the competition. We're going to do what's right for home brewing. We're going to make you guys feel better about it. We're going to. You see what I mean? Like I see what you mean, but I don't. I don't. I, I think ultimately the club would be would feel better if the rules were changed one way or the other. If, if we the, didn't change them it, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, if the AHA came out and said, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. And honestly, I would like an, a statement from the AHA. Well, I think because by them not making a statement, their statement is very clear. The rules are the rules, and the BN plays by the rules. But I would like, I would like to see them make a statement like that. I see. Because yeah. it, is, it seems a little bit like they're letting the, the, the tired, cranky kids control the room. Right. And me take the flack for it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're the ultimate deflection. So I think yeah. I think that's what the club would rather have is is the rules to change or or us to uh, to to help redefine the rules in some way, shape, or form. Because uh, just because I think that's where things seem to be going. So should um, I write but in? Until then, I think uh, I think we should just keep encouraging our club members to keep brewing great beer. Is that good for home brewing? Yes. I yeah, I don't I don't see how it's harming. Uh, is it good for home brewing? I don't see uh, I don't see how it's not. I, I is think, it good for the community of home brewers? The, yes. the the brewers are going to be there no matter what. If if the brewing network stopped and didn't compete next year, yeah. Quaff would win and Quaff would double the next club score. I keep hearing that. What is the and, response to that? And so they, they well, might get all cheered because the Brewing Network would have lost for the first time in five years. But then year, the second year after that, when Quaff wins again because they'll continue to double the score, those Booers will be back and they'll be booing Quaff instead of the Brewing Network Club. So what does that accomplish for well, the, it the saves, community in the long run? Okay, so for the community, you're right. It does. Well, Quaff save. doesn't have a podcast. 
So, it's getting hurt by it. So why don't they start doing, one? No, but well, we well don't the know point is, though, I think what Tasty's saying is, A, it affects the Brewing Network as a company. Sure. And B, the perception of the Brewing Network, because we have this podcast, is still different than the perception of Quaff. What Quaff at least has going for them is that none of the uh, douchebags say Quaff isn't a real club. Like, they don't have any – like, they have the misperception of being – uh, you know, not following the rules and being a dominating club, but that's the only misperception we have. We have that and ten others. We have that the company is the same as the club, that they're not a real club, that Justin influences somehow yeah. the behavior of the AHA and the competition. Yeah, like we have really five other misperceptions. People, people who yeah. want to believe that kind of stuff are going to make up stuff about Quaff when they're five peats. I don't well, think so. They so they do. We don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be those people. Well, because then – well, then if, if – because Beardy's right, there, there's always going to be those people no matter what. When Quaff was winning because Jamil was up here and Quaff is in San Diego and they were cleaning out every fucking category and Jamil was cleaning out every category, they people complained. were booing yeah. and people yeah. wanted the rules change. And eventually and the did rules change. did change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that helped homebrewing. So by Jamil not bowing out, he helped make the rules a little bit uh, a little bit more different and maybe leveled the playing field forever or at least was more inclusive, like yeah. gave everybody the opportunity to do the same thing. I don't know if you read the feedback yet or not. I did, and we're going to do it here zealot. in the first okay. segment, too. Okay, yeah. so I won't bring that up. But, yeah. but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think that us bowing out is good for homebrewing either because of all the people that solidly uh, and passionately identify with us. Yeah. They don't have any – they, they don't want to enter under anything else. They don't have a club. They don't want to do that. I and agree. to me, I would rather be – I would rather do what's right for them because those people are the community. The so, people, who brew, people who boo, I don't consider my community of homebrewers. Yeah. Because my community of homebrewers wouldn't do that to another homebrewer. What about our? What about if there are potential customers and? Uh, it's such a tiny amount of people. Right. Have you really? Right. Have you well, seen the it is now. Drop. Have you seen like any repercussions? Well, I don't know. We'd have to look at that data. Yeah. Here's one well, argument I would talk. I would say to that it being a tiny amount of people. Yeah. Five years ago, when we won, it was a tiny amount of people. And then we won again, and it was a larger amount of people. And then we won again, and it was a larger amount of people. And it, you see where I'm going. That amount of people has grown every year. And so, well, or gotten louder. It's uh, the, yeah, I think it's the same general base of people because three fourths of those people go to every stupid convention, anyways. Yeah. So I think they're just maybe tired of it. Um, but I think the only way to determine if it's hurting the brewing network is yeah. to look at the the solid data. Otherwise, we're just going on a feeling, and then that's oh, well, that's true. I, I that's how Michael I do most from things. California, who is a member of Quaff on Line One. Oh, okay. Fuck that club. That is the worst. <laughs> is that even a club? Yeah. I mean, that's the worst club. I've never met anybody Shut from Quaff. Shut up, JP. Michael, JP, starting the rumor right now that Quaff isn't a real club. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey, good, good. Um, no, I just, I just want to kind of give, this is my personal view, not the club's view. Okay. But one of the things that, that a couple of things you mentioned last show was that you wanted folks to kind of write the governing committee or those that are kind of responsible for it. And my thought is, sitting there front and center is the governing committee. So how can they not know that this is a big deal over the last four plus years? Yeah. And let me just clarify too, because sometimes I misstate this. The governing committee is just, I know you're not saying this, Michael, this is me correcting me. The governing committee is an advisory board. So they also don't make the rules, but they could take your messages and deliver them directly to the AHA who would uh, change the rules. So I just just want to clarify that because I I messed that up sometimes by just Yeah, no, no, that's good. uh, I I just kind of thought that. The other thing is that, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, so I agree with you. They are sitting right there. And for that matter, so is the AHA. I mean, they're hearing it in the room. 
and I presume they're also seeing it on the forum. It's um, their forum, but it doesn't. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it doesn't mean you shouldn't write them directly as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and, and so, so for me, I definitely view the Brewing Network business as separate from the Brewing Network Club. To me, they're two different entities. So for me, with regards to the, the Brewing Network Club, some things I would like to see from the club side is, have they ever done a BJCP-sponsored you know, homebrew contest? Have they given back to the community, done any kind of community service in the Brewing Network Club name? Yeah. Have they been the host club? Whenever it comes to a city, like we just had in San Diego, you know, Quaff stood up. They're in charge of, like, wrangling all the judges, doing final round judging, uh, setting up the events for the tours and doing everything. And I think that may be some of the misperception of, like, hey, all these other groups, and, and I get it, like within the Brewing Network Club, everybody's spread out. People are probably not near a club, but on the, on the reverse side, those folks that are doing all these things are, are kind of doing things as a club, and, and I think that's kind of the perception that people are like, hey, they're not really gathering like I am, taking time out of their day, uh, you know, going to meetings, you know, being part of this, you know, within their club kind of community, and that's kind of what I see. So I think you make some good points. You lost me at meetings because I, I don't know that that <laughs> – but, I, I, but when you talk about uh, being a host city and, and, and organizing as a Brewing Network club and sort of giving back right. to a community or home brewery, you know, I think these are good points that you make, and I think that there are things that the Brewing Network Club has talked about in the past and maybe not executed. And uh, okay. I think you bring up good points. But those aren't the only points. But, uh, there are other things that clubs sure. do that aren't what Michael mentioned. I mean, just, you know, they yeah. identify. For, the first thing they do is they identify with the club. Sure. You know, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I think, yes, there's a there's an entire list of things that yeah. we do do just like other clubs do. Right. And then there are some of these items, like Michael is bringing up, that because we're a non-traditional club, we don't do. Right. And, d- and d- like d- you right. said. Well, like, Doe's never did any of those things, but they won once. Nobody booed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Doe's was a host club once. Uh, and, uh, no, no, oh, that, no. That was by committee. No, no. Yeah. Oh, even here no in local Oakland. club stepped up. No. Oh, I see. That was by committee. Douchebags. I mean, a, a lot of them, but but it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> hey, yeah. but we had a lot of people at Morbier doing it. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, a lot of us at Morbier were running. We're running shit, more so. than any probably any one club. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. tough. Well, I think that these are good suggestions, good items that I think the Brewing Network Club should think about. I don't think that it. Uh, excludes us from being a club, but I think what Michael's saying that I could agree with is it adds fuel to the fire. It gives people things to pick on and say, well, see, here's why. Um, And I I think they're good points that you make, actually. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, cheers, man. I Uh, mean, they are good points. I think they're too rational. (laughs) <laughs> for the Brewing Network Club? <laughs> no, for, for, for all the, the people in the room, because it really, I, I think McDowell was saying it, uh, people are just booing because we're winning. Yeah. Because we're winning. It has nothing to do, I mean, no, it's no, a little no. bit to That's do with not the club, it, but if we didn't yeah. win the second year... And then we won this last year. There wouldn't be there wouldn't be as many people booing. I but think it's, it's not. It's directly it's, the main people. Th- they do, but in in less in in far. I've been here listening to the boos mm-hmm. the whole time. I, I I was there when Quaff got booed. I was there when St. Paul got booed. It was very very different. And also the conversation around it was very different. It is our boos, like theirs. Mm-hmm. They have that one part that we're just big and we're winning. But they're really very tied to the club or not club argument. And that's what makes our booers mm-hmm. more passionate, 
they have more fuel to their fire. They feel that they've gotten they're, they feel a little bit more righteous about it because they they see, they see a wrong being done to Correct. their you know. Yes. So I would just say it can't be removed from this is something different that the BN Club has. It, yeah, uh, it, it yes, you know. yeah, but I, I think for for the most part. Um, I'm right. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I'm still haven't decided to become a total dictator in the Brewing Network Club. I'm mm-hmm. still listening to all of these things. Um, uh, like I said, I, I know that Quaff would be pretty disappointed in us if we dropped out entirely. Um, because it doesn't give them a fair chance, man. They eight points this year, and I think you know ten points uh, last year, so yeah. maybe even less actually. Um, so, but these are the rational parts of the argument that we. If I can't, I, I can say them till I'm blue in the face. But if people aren't going to hear them, if they're not going to realize that Quaff actually entered more beers in the Brewing Network Club this year, if they're not going to, you know, and they're a real club, yeah. uh, I guess. Uh, if they're not going to realize that uh, you still have to win a medal and and and, and brew great beer, uh, you know, I could say that till I'm blue in the face and. Ultimately, if this goes, I don't know, how long is this going to go on before the BN really takes a hit? Well, the, and, uh, part of the problem yeah. is you're, pe- you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. There's nobody that's, well, with a few exceptions, Matt, <clears throat> um, there's no really dissenters among, among the ranks. Everyone wants to be, the BN is their club, and yeah. they're listening, and, and whatever. Sure, we have people who are listeners who are in other clubs, and oh. not that vain, but uh, uh, I think for the most part, nobody listening um, yeah. agrees with the booer. So... You know, uh, until we find that that next level to get a platform to to speak out to other people and have a conversation, if it if it's really worth it, at the end it's a fucking homebrew company. Well, yeah. so I agree with that, and I'd like to walk away feeling that way. But you know, yeah. uh, it kind of is hard. hard. Can it's I tough. say it harshes my mellow? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> On the night of uh, you know the last yeah. night of NHC. And I got to deal with that bullshit. If it makes you feel any better, at the Alameda Fair, the Brewing Network Homebrew Club cleaned up, and I didn't hear any booze at oh, the fair. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mainly because there's no award presentation. Right, about. yeah, and nobody was even reading the board that had the results on it. I mean, I saw either posts or emails, I forget now because I'm reading different things, getting a lot of emails about this too. You know, Brewing Network guys wearing hats at like Pro Night and getting shit from other clubs just walking around NHC. Oh, I hope someone really? gets in a fight over it. That would be amazing. <laughs> and that like makes me feel jumped. like, well, that sucks. I mean, does come suck. on. But that doesn't even mean they're a part of the club. That's just for wearing a brewing network right. piece yeah. of apparel. But that's what I mean. These misperceptions are still perceptions. Oh, and that's and why we have yeah. to deal with them. Well, change a club name. All right, let's do feedback because we're going to run out of time. Right. And feedback has a lot to do with this stuff anyway. So the conversation will keep going. There's a few other things mixed in here. First, uh, emails for Bevo. Uh, Dear Bevo. I was driving through Texas several years ago, and there were large plots of land with mobile home sections. Oh, Apparently, in Texas, you can get up to nine units attached to each other for just one structure. What? Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's a nine that's wide. That's a nine wow. wide. Yes. <laughs> so, living the dream, Clayton says, sent from Bevo's mom's Windows phone. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Uh, okay, Curtis writes in, Hello, my name is Ramajit. I have a very interesting topic for you. If I may just have $1,000 of your time, it would be great for both you and I. Uh, no, he says, in all honesty, I'm just writing in about the whole Club of the Year bullshit. Uh, why not just base the Club of the Year on, say, the 5, 10, 15, etc. top scoring entries? Um, 
first, you can't send the rule changes to me. I, I, I can't. <laughs> you got to send them to the competition subcommittee or the AHA directly. I don't. Uh, we don't make those those rules. Um, sure, because I've been telling people that it's your. I've been giving them your personal cell phone. You have good. Uh, he says the other alternative I suggest is for some of these whiny ass bitches to get together and form a new national club to take the BN down. Something like suck a dick BN or waka waka. We hate the BN. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for great content and lick it, JP from Curtis. Uh, you know, actually, there were some internet clubs uh, formed in the second and third years after we won Club of the Year. Yeah. None. This, by the way, just gives clout to the Berg Network Club actually <laughs> acting like a club. Right. None of them, even though like the Homebrew Talk Forum, I think started a, a club. Yeah. They have far more users, I oh think, than we even have listeners. Yes. Didn't work. No, it did not. Uh, you know, because these club members really feel like the BN is a club. That's the that's the part of the equation. I think people don't get. They may, like to make jokes like, "Well, just we'll form an internet club and take you down." Okay. Yeah. It, By you know, all means. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not a competition for the people who are entering. It's. It's they identify so intensely with the brewing network as their club. That's their club, and yeah. they want to represent the club, and they want to show. They want to take pride in that and enter. Yeah. Uh, it's not just and, to, to win Club of the Year. And by the way, we were a club, to your point, we were a club for five years yeah. before we won Club of the Year. That's true. So it's not like they started and went, we're doing this for Club of the Year. Right. And then, you know, <laughs> went nuts with entries. It's just not what happened. No. Uh, it really was just an organic club. Uh, let's see. Hi, uh, Swee Brew here. I uh, hope you got the pics of my hop grenade tattoo for your party. And when do you get more shirts back up in the store? Uh, I don't know. Soon we have some shirts in the store. I think. We got. Well, I can. I can say for sure we got his pictures of his hop grenade. Tattoo. We did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, you can go to hopgrenade.com and buy other hop grenade shirts. And I think we cleared out the store for NHC, and we just got to get some merch. Well, now there. is the hop grenade different from the Brewing Network? Because maybe he doesn't oh. like the hop grenade, yeah, uh, and it's going to take a hit. So that is more taking revenue away from the Brewing Network by sending it to the hopgrenade.com. Oh. God, oh, wow. you want to start by taking a hit in revenue streams? Shit! Wow, <laughs> good ending. Yeah, yeah. shit. I'm watching the wire too much. Uh, okay, let's see. Who's this? Uh, P.S. Keep up the great work. Writes in. Um, hey guys, I'm a new home brewer. Uh, less than a Sometimes year. I forget. But I discovered your show not too long ago, and I'm totally hooked. So much that I talked my girlfriend into going to NHC with me. Uh, your support of the NHC is why I went. It was like being the new guy in town and getting invi- invited to a party. Only to arrive and realize that the guy who invited you was the least popular guy in school. (laughs) I was really pissed off when I saw the table next to me booing. So much that it made me question what kind of people these are. I just wanted to weigh in on your solutions to address the club of the year nonsense. Number one, if you disband the club, you'll be doing your biggest fans a disservice. I'm sure you recognize that. I do. I think about that a lot. Uh, Number two. Dividing the club in fear that people, uh, dividing the club in fear that people will feel uh, like they will never have a chance of winning. Really, it's a damn competition. I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and I'm a recreational competitor. I get my ass kicked when I go up against the pros or anyone else in that. Uh, that trains harder than I do. But they don't give a damn about my feelings, nor should they. I don't go in and whine like a little baby either, and I would never <laughs> boo my opponent. That'd be great if you got beat in jiu-jitsu, and then <laughs> instead of, yeah, like, as you're bowing on the other side, you're booing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sweep the leg, Johnny. 
Let's see. Uh, number three, your first option of going about your own life and just keep winning is the best. <laughs> with a caveat, uh, throw down the gauntlet and go win the Gambrinus Award, too. While you're at it, throw in the Radagast Award. See, so like I said, some people say, you know, just kill it all. Um, yeah, but he's oh, testosterone overload. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> he says the solution is to step up to the challenge, not down from it. If I ever enter a competition, I'd be proud to enter under the BN Army. All right, thank you for writing it. Um, all right, and then Slow Brewer writes and in. Bless your dojo. Now, here's an interesting one to pay attention to, uh, especially those of you who are naysayers. Uh, so for anyone saying that the BN won Club of the Year by just flooding the competition with entries because they're so large, the Gambrinus Award data tells a different story. Working backwards from those numbers, I did not verify these numbers. These are Slow he, Brewer's he numbers. He sent the link, but, and uh, I didn't think you would even click on it, so I, I didn't include it. I do know Slow Brewer, though, and he pays attention to these things. Okay. Uh, working backwards from these, those numbers, Quaff entered 266 beers into the competition for a total of eight second-round points. The BN entered 256 total um, for 10 second-round points. So 10 less entries, uh, 10 more second-round points. The BN also placed ahead of Quaff in the Gambrina score, which means it got more second-round medal points per competition entry than Quaff from Slow Brewer. So, again, just sort of the argument that we're also brewing really good beer. We're brewing mm-hmm. better beer than ever, yeah. and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who's doing it. It matters that it's being done. And the only thing to do is brew better beer. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the only thing you can do. All right. A couple more here. Jennings writes in, listen, this is how it goes down. <laughs> Number one, the BN Club goes balls in this year with contest submissions. Number two, through Kickstarter and a call to arms, the BN raises enough money to sponsor the AHA Club of the Year award. Dad, that is genius. <laughs> so, that number, genius. so that number three, the Club of the Year Award becomes the Brewing Network Club of the Year Award. Yes, <laughs> yes so good. Uh, number four, upon winning the inaugural Brewing Network Club of the Year Award, <laughs> Justin takes the stage. Number five, Justin accepts the mic from Gary Glass, followed immediately by a brief hold, then dropping the mic. Six exits, stage left. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. Do you think Rogue would uh, relinquish the sponsorship for just one year? Uh, to let us do that, that would be giving back to the AHA <laughs> we if get... we sponsored an award. Yeah, that's a that's not a cheap award. Yeah, we get an all expense paid trip to see ourselves. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's hey, the highlight of my work. Fun on the RV. That do you know way. how cheap yeah. that would be for Justin to sponsor? Yeah, listen, it wouldn't be all expense paid for one. <laughs> You're still buying your own beer. That's yeah. a good point. All right, big BS writes in. Uh, hey, assets, derelicts, blah blah blah. Um, I just listened to the Homebrew Club of the Year discussion on the session this morning, and I got so riled up I had to chime in. Based on comments I heard while at NHC from others, it seems that the most negativity stems from the perception that the Brewing Network Club is not really a club in the truest sense. Sense to which I say, f you, because I'm in the Austin Zealots, and my club has the same membership requirements as the BN. I joined my club the same way each member of the Brewing Network joined others. Uh, joined theirs. I simply started saying i was a zealot that's it no dues participation or bullshit attendance requirements just say you're a zealot and be presented with the opportunity to learn from some good effing brewers as much as you can and then make great beer i heard your two options for the bn to consider to which i say f no to both uh if the other clubs feel so passionate they would boo a fellow comrade and home brewer who is cut from the same cloth just trying to make the world a better place for having better beer than i say start your own damn podcast and recruit others who share your principles concepts and ideas if you're not willing to do that then fuck you Uh, Also, FYI, in case you're wondering, until the rules are changed, the Brewing Network and the Austin Zealots are just as much of a club as your booing, dues-paying, attendance-taking bullshit club that isn't winning medals. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe you should listen to the Brewing Network and learn how to make good beer. Signed, suck it, losers, not JP. Okay. 
So Great a lot, point. Of, a lot I of mean, strong sentiments here. Austin Zealots won a bunch. I thought they were going to take one of these weird club medals at NHC. They won, a, they won a shit ton. No one's booing them, but nobody. I don't think anybody knows that they're... They're they're not a quote real club. They're as real as we are. <laughs> well, and and so they have been for a long time. They're another one that had you know that there's some misperceptions about that. A lot of people go, well, the Zealots just should have won because of how many medals they as a club had in the second round. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is, one of their members had most of the their points in the second round. The dude who won in Kasi, right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple of their other brewers. So the Zealots have even said to me because I said to him, hey. Were you guys counting points? Because I thought for a second a little come from behind win, and they were like, no, 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 no. We knew we were way behind already. And it's just actually a a handful of us who brew great beer that win those medals. So you guys just keep on going. Uh, So, you know, just another interesting thing that people go, well, the Zealots should have won because their club killed it. Well, a couple of their guys killed it. Well, and it's first round, right? First round matters, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's another one with a lot of, this guy's angry. I normally don't write, but after this, I have a big fat virtual. Oh, it's amazing. It's so angry (laughs) that all the haters can suck. Uh, the fact that these douchebags are booing people who have won medals are stupid pieces of shit. I generally only (laughs) enter a few beers a year. Um, but this next year I'm maxing out my entries under the BN. The only reason I was able to medal in the second round last year was because of the BN. The only reason I'm brewing at the level I am is because of the BN. I know you've heard this over and over, but there's a reason why. You guys are personally responsible for the level of quality and homebrew. Thank you. Uh, he said, don't even, uh, don't even think of caving to the douchebags. Sincerely, from Gay Kyle. Um, sent from my big fat virtual dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, he knows most homebrewers are men, so it stands to reason. <laughs> and finally, hey, brewcasters, thanks for all the great content the BN provides. I live in the middle of nowhere, and the nearest club is 180 miles away. So the BN is a great source of knowledge for me. Look forward to listening to copious amounts of BN on my road trip from the southeast New Mexico uh, to the Hop Grenade next week. Sent from my obsolete Windows phone. <laughs> Just kidding. Those are dumb. I have an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> So man, I'm like I'm dying to hear somebody make the case on the other side of this. Like, where are the callers and the emailers that are representing the other side of this argument? They don't. There, go, go to the yeah. AHA forum. There are 27 pages of them. So. I'm, I'm just I'm dying to hear it in real time. I, I mean, mean, I wonder if we you can. Know, it's wonder, all there. It's going to be the same thing you'd hear. Go read it. We should just message some yeah. of them and see if they want to. Come on. I mean, it might be really boring because it'll be the third week in a row that we've been beating this horse. But Well, this is why I also I don't get into the club, not a club uh, debate right. because it's just – That's the whole debate, though, isn't it? But it's a debate. It's, it's an abortion debate. It's a, it's, a, it's a debate that nobody wins. It's a debate that is, is just really strong on either side, and, and uh, it just doesn't make sense in the end. You have to agree to disagree. It's it, it just I've I've been listening to this debate for five years and it, no one's going to win this debate. It's uh, so, okay. Well, someone did win the abortion debate. It, the debates do get won. Uh, no, no. Philosophically, they did not. So you could say the thing. So you could say the same thing. Then we've already won the debate because the rules are the rules. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. But the philosophical debate and what all the hating is about is a philosophical debate, and and that one just doesn't end. And the club thing is is the same. Um, and there you have it. So Thank shut up. You. That's Thank the you. way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Quick <laughs> announcements. <laughs> uh, really quick announcements. 855-WIN-DOTW. That's your Drunk of the Week hotline. You can call all week long. Leave us a message. Uh, Amazon Shopping. If you click the Amazon link on our homepage, that's a great way to support us. And uh, we get a little cut of the action. And, and we appreciate it. A lot of you do that. And uh, it's just a, a cool thing to do. And help support us in an easy way. Subscribe and join the BN Army. 
just by clicking the donate button. If you become a recurring donor in the BN Army, then uh, you get all sorts of cool things like uh, email every month, and you get first dibs on tickets, and uh, I don't know, JP sends you jokes, I think. I don't know. There's That's thing. exactly what I do. I text you. You text JP. actually <laughs> texts you in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, Knock, knock. Uh, all right. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, send your show ideas to Scott the Jew, scottthebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today? Yes, we do. Twitter games brought to you by our good friends over at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com is a sweet website uh, there to uh, promote and help you understand craft beer, celebrating the best of American craft beer. What I particularly like is their beer styles uh, helper. Go click beer styles right now. You can. Uh, it's, it's a graphic helper. You can click on any beer style and learn about it. It's just a, a very cool tool that will uh, talk to you about each beer category um, that, you know, you see them at the Great American uh, Beer Festival, and you can, you can tell your friends that you know all about beer styles. Go to craftbeer.com, click on beer styles, and check it out. What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, I don't know how to put this delicately, but uh, I'd like to know what prevents uh, Beardy from actually shutting up. Oh, it's it's a question. It's yeah. a demand of him that's been asked of uh, at of, least uh, once a show across several shows, spanning minutes at a time, right? Put together, but he just doesn't do it. He's still you know, talks. guys, it actually uh, happened more at Firestone Walker than at NHC. It's <laughs> true. People were just yelling out, "Shut the fuck yeah. up, Beardy!" Well, we spent more time with him. <laughs> yeah, on the road, but it wasn't. No, us. it wasn't you it guys. Was it was people other. coming oh, up to me. Too bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what's the blockage? What prevents him from realizing he probably shouldn't talk so much? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, we might learn something tonight, Beardy. You probably might not. Learn <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all know. Well, fuck you too, Beardy. <laughs> All right, go to craftbeer.com right now. That's our Twitter game. You can play all night long. We'll reveal the winner uh, at, the, at, the end of the, at the end of the show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Sergio from Melavino Meadery real quick. He's got some new information for us about uh, proper fermentation. Then we're going to talk to the noble Aleworks dudes who have been hanging out and drinking beer. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The Siebel Institute of Technology Continuing Education Campus is proud to present their advanced homebrewing course. It's the first ever advanced one-week course designed specifically for homebrewers. The advanced homebrewing course takes hobby brewers beyond beer kits and extract brewing into the realm of advanced brewing techniques. It's five full days of world-class brewing instruction at Siebel Institute, America's brewing school in Chicago. Information-packed, fun, and the perfect course for taking your brewing skills to the next level. Level. You'll be surrounded by the Midwest's most vibrant brewing community. Get more information at SiebelInstitute.com. S-I-E-B-E-L Institute.com. With instruction from Ray Daniels of the Cicerone Program, Chris Graham from More Beer, brewing author and historian Randy Mosher, and Dr. Chris White from White Labs Yeast. The Siebel Institute Advanced Home Brewing Course. Learn more at SiebelInstitute.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com what could be better than great blues music and great beer? Yeah, rock your summer right at the 6th Annual Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival, Saturday, July 18th. Come enjoy tasty beer, delicious food, and free live music. The Chris Kane Band, Frankie G and the Conviction, Spin Out, Karumpus Room, and the Used Blues Band. Unlimited beer tasting and VIP access available at beautiful Pleasant Hill Park. More than 25 of the best in some of the newest bass area breweries will be on hand like Sierra Nevada, Speakeasy, Mendocino Brewing, Drake's, Ale Industries, Rocksteady, and more. Get your tickets right now for the Blues and Brews Festival at bluesandbrewsfestival.com. And Friday night will be a pre-party concert from 6 to 9 p.m. Come enjoy the music of the Big Jangle. Don't miss the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival for great blues and great brews. Get your tickets today. Casters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever.
All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. We have a lot to do tonight. I was planning on driving home tonight, but these Noble guys are brewing some good beer. We'll be talking to Noble Ale Works here in just a little while. In the meantime, we've got Sergio back with us from Melavino Meadery. Sergio, what's happening, man? Hey, guys, what's going on? Not much. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, my pleasure. What's been happening at Melavino? You guys have been kicking ass since you opened, God, just last year, right? Yeah, yeah, we've, uh, not even, uh, we're nine and a half months into okay. business right now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, everything's been going really, really well. I see that you're growing already. You're going from like, uh, I don't know, 38 barrels or something to 130? To, yeah, one 130 barrel capacity per fill. And we're looking to fill our tanks uh, eight times a year. Uh, and our target is to fill them 12 times a year, actually. Good for you. And let me jog my memory. You're in Jersey, right? Yeah, we're in New Jersey. And then where are you uh, sending all this mead? Is it all on the eastern seaboard or what? Into the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, right now, uh, the the only uh, type of business we've really been conducting is tours and tastings. Uh, we have we have uh, a good 175 people coming into our meadery every single weekend for tours and tastings, and we've managed to sell every single bottle that we make uh, through tours and tastings and through wow. our online store as well. Good for we you. Haven't even, we haven't even started distribution yet. That's amazing. Well, I'm yeah. proud of you, Sergio. I uh, appreciate it, man. So you're here to teach us a little bit about fermentation management in mead. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I heard you guys talking about how I gave my uh, my biggest tip uh, on the last time I uh, I gave some mead tips on the BN. Yeah. Uh, so this, uh, yeah, this segment is not going to be on bottle selection. Uh, it's actually going to be on fermentation temperature control, basically. Okay, good, because the Brewing Network Club members need to win in the mead category uh, next year. <laughs> yeah, step it up, guys. So, yeah. yeah, well, Sergio won in the mead category at the, the – the, actually, the whole thing, right? Meadery of the year at a competition. And I just want to say, Sergio, you're not a real meadery. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know because you won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Listen, everybody's going to hate whoever's on top, man. That's true. All right. So but, talk to me about temperature control and, and, and what's important in meat. Yeah. So, yeah, during fermentation, uh, you know, after you get your uh, your nutrient additions, like I spoke about on the last uh, meat made right segment, uh, you it really all comes down to, uh, to fermentation management, basically. So two of the most important uh, pieces of information that I have. Uh, to anybody who's looking to make great mead is number one fermentation temperature uh the best temperatures in my opinion to ferment uh mead would be at like your low 60s 60 62 degrees preferably uh but then also degassing so uh mead fermentations wine yeast fermentations produce a hell of a lot of co2 hmm. uh, uh all that co2 that builds up uh becomes uh tox- toxic to the yeast so uh in the complete opposite manner of what you would do if you were brewing beer, where you don't want to introduce any oxygen to to the beer after you pitch your yeast, with mead making, you kind of actually want to introduce oxygen and help the yeast uh, throughout fermentation. So by removing the CO2 during fermentation, you're also introducing oxygen, uh, mainly by um, either method of just swirling a carboy, which I technically wouldn't recommend, because there could be so much CO2 that you just create a huge geyser oh. uh, to come out of your carboy because of uh, the limited um, 
because of the headspace of the carboy uh, limiting the, the escape of CO2 uh, easily. Instead, I always recommend anybody who makes me their primary fermentation, start in, uh, if you're doing a five-gallon batch, start in like a seven- or eight-gallon bucket uh, instead of a carboy. So that way you can easily degas your mead by use, use of a, a stirring wand on a, on a power drill or something like that. Is this similar to wine where, where you want oxygen to, to be in there with wine yeast as well? Basically the same? Yeah, yeah, because basically, you know, uh, I, I think some of the best yeast uh, or some of the best meads are made with traditional wine yeast. Okay. Uh, so, and that's the same thing we do at the meadery, same thing I did at home. And, uh, yeah, so you're going to follow kind of like the same protocols and same uh, requirements uh, as if you were making wine. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, the bucket idea is a good idea for safety as well. Our very own Beardy about cut <laughs> off his hand the other day with a, with a carboy. So you don't want to be shaking those things around. No, not at all. Uh, I'll tell you this: my the ceiling in my basement is multicolored. Okay, <laughs> from losing stoppers and geysers. No, no, he just has weird taste in paint. Right. That's yeah. apropos of nothing. Yeah, no. You swirl, you swirl the wrong carboy. Uh, even a really light swirl or shake of that carboy. Uh, you know, if there's that much CO two. Uh, a really strong fermentation it's just going to create a geyser and there's nothing to prevent the mess from happening once it starts right um so okay and then i don't know why but i was always under the impression that temperature didn't matter a whole lot with with wine yeast and and mead yeast but you're saying the opposite oh any yeast is going to matter uh as far as what temperature you ferment at so you know same thing for example if you're using a belgian strain uh, if you're uh, making beer yeah and uh you know the higher temperatures you ferment at you can start getting those banana and clove like qualities or even bubble gum uh you know different temperatures are going to produce different uh different flavors some fruity esters also uh even with wine yeast if you're fermenting at higher temperatures okay but but the main reason that I always like fermenting at lower temperatures, 60, 62 degrees Fahrenheit, is um, mainly for uh, producing a really nice, smooth-tasting uh, mead. You're not going to get a lot of the uh, fusel alcohol uh, aroma or taste out of it at that low of a fermentation temperature. So you can make meads that are in the 14, 16, even 18% alcohol ranges, and you would never guess that they're that strong because they're nice and easy to drink. Got it. And do yeah. you select a, you know, like brewers do, do you select a different strain of yeast for all of your different meads or do you kind of just have a house yeast? Yeah, for the most part, uh, for the most part, I use uh, Lavlin 71B, uh, the Narbonne yeast. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that's a great, great meat, uh, yeast for making mead. It matures on uh, uh, Nice and young, you could uh, you could drink your meads a lot sooner as well. On the commercial side, it obviously even makes even better sense. But uh, you know, we do use other other yeast for particular recipes. So if we're making sizers, you know, a mead made with apple cider, for example, mm-hmm. we'll use D forty seven. So that's a great yeast, even in a traditional mead with just honey and water. You get some real nice like apple notes from that yeast. Uh, so we uh, we like to use those for sizers. Uh, to uh, even more amplify the apple character of the apple cider that we uh, that we use in those meads as well. Okay. So, yeah, you can get a lot of different types of flavors and character from, you know, just like in beer making. Um, you're going to get a completely different end result if you use a completely different yeast. All right. Got how, it. how long is the typical mead fermentation? So fermentation itself, alcohol production, if, uh, if you follow the nutrient – uh, the nutrient addition uh, regimen that that I put together, uh, which is <laughs> built up the name uh, TASNA. It's a base, it stands for a tailored organic standard nutrient addition. 
uh, you could you could ferment fourteen percent in two weeks flat. So in that two weeks, how often should you be doing this off gassing? So yeah, that's actually a good question. So what do you mean? You actually? want to do it basically every day, at least twice a day for the first week, more or less. So you the the, the technical time uh, time period that you want to continue degassing for would be until you reach your one third sugar break. Uh, so uh, if you were to take your starting gravity and assume it's going to ferment down to zero, you just uh, subtract your 33%. And at that specific gravity, that would be your th- one-third sugar break. That's when you kind of want to stop um, degassing because then at that point, the mead is more or less halfway through fermentation. You don't want to start – you know, you don't want to continue introducing oxygen uh, into that must during the, the, the second half of fermentation. Wow, good to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was actually a good question. I didn't think of. So, how do you guys plan on doing this as your meter is growing? How do you do that on a commercial scale, kind of rousing and degassing? So the funny thing is, our first runs of our first run of batches, uh, I tried to, uh, you know, I, I went from five gallons on my five gallon batch scale on my kitchen counter to now making two hundred and eighty five gallon batches in each tank. Uh, so uh, there was definitely a big learning curve. Uh, our first run of batches, I would get up on a ladder and stick, uh, you know, a battery-powered uh, drill with a with a plastic stirrer and try to degas 285 gallons. <laughs> uh, nice. That did not work. Uh, did not work very very well. That was actually a, a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now uh, what we ended up doing was um, I saw one day somebody pouring a, a, a warm soda into a glass, and I and I and I said. Oh, well, not that I'm a big soda guy, but that's kind of like a waste of soda. Uh, you're just degassing everything. You're not going to have any carbonation. It's just all foam in the glass. And it just – a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, well, why don't we do that with the meat? So we get we get our mixing tank, and this is how we degas now. We get our mixing tank, and we pump out of our fermentation tank over the top into our mixing tank and basically just splash everything around. Uh, everything foams up the same way a warm soda would go into a pint glass, for example. Hmm. Uh, everything degasses, and then we just pump it right back into the uh, hmm. into the fermentation tank, and it's all CO two is removed, and it's a much quicker and simpler process as well. It sounds like it. Hmm. Yeah. Now, so your uh, your fermentation tanks are they glycol controlled, just like a, a beer tank, or? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we have uh, yeah your standard wine, stainless steel wine fermentation tanks. They're all uh, glycol jacketed. Jacketed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got oh it. yeah, we have to. Yeah. I bet. All right. Well, Sergio, thank you for the good advice, uh, folks. You can go to mellovino.com right now and check it out. Is that picture of you dumping uh, honey right there, Sergio? Yes. Yeah, some, it is, yeah. 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 yeah we're go. still buying all our honey in buckets. So. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing I needed to learn is how to manipulate a 600-pound drum of honey. Uh, so <laughs> we're sticking with buckets for now. Good. Good call. But, oh, and also, just to uh, just wanted to kind of uh, coin in on the whole homebrew club of the year thing. Okay. So uh, I'm actually a part of the Wales Homebrew Club from here in Jersey that oh, won yeah. the Gambrinus yes. uh, Homebrew yeah, Club nice. of the Year. Hey, by the way, yeah, congrats on that. Yeah, never Thanks, heard of man. it. Never yeah, heard so of I want a, a big shout-out to them. Uh, we mm-hmm. had Don and Stephen Boyle from our Homebrew Club also win Mead Maker of the Year. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so a good friend of ours uh, in the New York City Homebrewers Guild, Oscar Norlander, won uh, – um, uh, brewer of the year as well. So uh, I just wanted to rub it in everybody's face on the West Coast, how the East Coast basically dominated 
five out of the six <laughs> awards yeah. that actually mattered at NHC. You did. You guys killed it. And you were also, I, I saw those guys coming off the stage. We sit right next to the stage, and they were all very gracious and, and very good sports about winning, too. So I'll give you that as well. Yeah, and it's like to anybody who thinks that, you know, you guys winning the Homebrew Club uh, Homebrew Club of the Year award is bad for beer, sh- shut up. <laughs> right. It's, keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, you guys are motivating a lot of people to brew beer for the first time or brew better beer. And uh, I think what, what you guys are doing is great. Uh, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably never would have came across Moonlight Meadery, for example. Never would have thought of ever given opening my my own meadery a shot. And uh, so you guys, uh, you guys help everybody in one way or another, whether it's just in their hobby or in a professional sense. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing. Let the AHA figure it out. And uh, just keep brewing beer, man. Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. And I'm glad that Melovino exists. I still have some bottles in my wine fridge, too. Um, oh, so. oh, you mean at Scott's house? Uh, <laughs> Scott actually delivered those to me. And, uh, yeah, I bust them out from time to time, especially when I get people over that go, you know, I don't really like beer. And I go, all right, well, check this out. So uh, you're making yeah. good stuff, Sergio. Yeah, I just gave uh, it to him, Sergio, because I know he doesn't like sweet stuff. So they'll basically <laughs> just sit there forever until I can come over and drink them. <laughs> and right. your fridge yeah. is full already. That's right. Well, no, I yeah. drank all the Melovino already. No. Yeah. It's like how I buy my, my, my father the, the good bottles of scotch so I have something good to drink when I go over. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't touch him. All right, Sergio. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. Cheers. Take care. Go to Melovino.com right now and check it out. Uh, they're doing good things over there, and Sergio's a good guy. Thanks for the help uh, teaching us a little bit about mead. We're going to take another uh, really quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, the boys from, from Noble. I've got their um, pills near. Pilsner in my glass right now. Me too. It's great. It's a nice beer, right? So we're going to learn about that. Why is it a Pilsner and uh, a lot of their other beers as well? It's near Disneyland. Is that what it is? Yes. It's not called like Ears Near. Yeah. That's their new podcast. Is that a trademark? Are they Uh, they fucking doing a Disney? (laughs) I'm going to. Where's my belt? Hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back with Noble Ale Works from Anaheim. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Craft beer and kick-ass music. This is the year to attend the 20th annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza in beautiful Mammoth Lakes, California. Enjoy more than 80 breweries like Mammoth Brewing, Anchor, Fireman's, Bear Republic, Anderson Valley, Stone, Green Flash, Firestone Walker, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Deschutes, and many, many more. On stage, you'll hear Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue, Johnny Lang, Robert Cray, Robin Ford, Ruthie Foster, Carolyn Wonderland, Tommy Castro and the Pain Killers, the Sly Brothers, and much more. It's the most incredible lineup ever to take a mammoth stage. Don't miss the 20th annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza, Thursday, July 30th through Sunday, August 2nd. Tickets and more information at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484. Tickets for some events will sell out early. Get yours at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484 today. Limited time only. Enter promo code BNARMY during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. 
Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org Time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. I've had it! I am never putting hops in my beer again! What? Why? It's just too ridiculous! Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah! 
Steel Panther was just in town last week, I think. That's right. Oh, we missed him. Yeah, we did miss him. Too much going on this week. Yeah, that's the first time they've been to town that we've missed, I think. It was a shame. Hey, uh, speaking of awesome things happening, the Mammoth uh, 20th Annual, actually, Mammoth Festival of Beers and Blues of Palooza is coming up. It's July 30th through August 2nd, and the Brewing Network's going to be there for the first time ever. Uh, I've been wanting to go to this thing for years because they get great music there, and they've got, like, uh, over 80 craft breweries. I thought you say 80 bands. I'm like, no. That's insane. That would be insane. They have a lot of bands, too, but 80 craft breweries is enormous, too. Um, yeah. But they've been doing this for a while. They know what they're doing. Uh, go over to mammothbluesbrewsfest.com right now. You can check it out, and you can get tickets that way. Uh, just go to the fest, and there's a the website there. And there's a big old ticket link. You can also call 888-825-5484. 888-825-5484, and you can get tickets that way. They will sell out, so you should get them. It's a couple-day festival. Um, man, they they got a lot of uh, people playing. Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue is playing. Uh, Robert Cray, Johnny Lang, Robin Ford, uh, Carolyn Wonderland, Ruthie Foster, Tommy Castro and the Painkillers, the Suffers, the Sly Brothers. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. John Namath, Head and Sayers, um, the Delta Saints, Jelly Bread, uh, Shane Dwight. Raquel Rodriguez and the Mark Sexton band. I mean, what a what a lineup they've got. Plus, like I said, over 80 craft uh, breweries. And it's up in uh, Mammoth Lakes, California, which is a pretty sweet place to go. Is it? We're bringing up the bunker. We're going to drive the RV up. Oh, nice. I think we're crashing right at the... We're just going to park in the brewery parking lot <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, piss in the parking lot or something. I think we should. Um, we're going to have a good time. So come hang out with us. Go to mammothbluesbrewsfest.com right now and uh, check it out. Get your tickets because it sells out. So you need to go... You need to go get them now. So we got the dudes from Noble Aleworks in the studio with us right now. And, Hi. Uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, we've Hello. got. Uh, it's good to have you guys. We've got Evan Price and Brad Kamenik uh, on the on the yeah. mic right now. Right. And that's his name too. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that you guys brought like every brewer. You have like your whole breweries here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody except for our social media robot Joseph, okay. um, who doesn't matter anyway. Ours. Do, we never invite our social they media robot do. either. Uh, we have like, no use for that person. Who is that? Sometimes she just shows up. Oh yeah, uh, uninvited. But for the most part, we try to just keep her out. We're good for taking yeah. pictures. Yeah, they're good for. We never take pictures. It's good for that. Well, sometimes I take pictures and I send them to him and I say, "Hey, post this thing," and he's like, you know, sort of grunty about it, and, <laughs> you know. And, that's, and then that's that's yeah. the thing. Like, uh, oh, hey, the brewer guy is taking a picture and it's really yeah. shitty and whatever well, else. I wouldn't call ours grunty. I mean, sometimes there's another auntie that we use, but she's not. She's definitely not. She's definitely like grunty. <laughs> Since she doesn't have a microphone, oh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just no. say she's inappropriate. What? I didn't. I just. Nothing. <laughs> she's an independent contractor. There's no HR department. That's matter. right. Right. Yeah. I am the HR department. She also happens to be an HR professional. Um, so. Well, we don't want necessarily dick pics on our social media feed. So <laughs> yes. let's, let's be clear. I don't know how you guys feel well, about it. Well, I'm not really sure which word you were referring to, but right. uh, as a side note, cunty is a, a word that I really appreciate and I have in my vocabulary. You do? Good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I don't know if I was thinking of that word or not either, but it is a good word. Yeah, I'm actually really yeah. offended by that and word. Overall, so it's not. Yeah. JP is very offended. Right, that's fucking it's, bullshit. More importantly, rumor has it that you've been hanging out with Jay, that guy Jay from the Rare Barrel all day, which leads me to believe that uh, you guys are a little irritable by now. And, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and probably yeah, half-cocked. All those bugs, man, you know? Yeah. Probably got indigestion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what have you guys been doing all day with Jay? Drinking? Well... 
we started the day, uh, let's see, uh, Matt and I, uh, not Brad, who's sitting oh. next to me. We didn't have enough mics. Uh, so Matt and I woke up at 11 a.m., uh, very hungover from our um, our visit to, uh, hey, what, what's the name of that place? Smuggler's, Smuggler's Cove. Uh, I'm, so I'm, oh. in, I'm in love with cocktails. It's, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart. And okay. um, my brain doesn't like it very much, I don't think. But uh, anyway, so we... Uh, Dug in pretty fucking hard into some tiki drinks last night. You did. And then, um, yeah, we woke up this morning, like, you know, feeling like a pile of shit. And then we uh, we went over to Cellar Maker, um, hung Good out stuff. with uh, Tim and Connor for a bit and had some of their delicious uh, typo pills. And you guys had some dank things, uh, Brad. What'd you Super have? Super dank. Um, we had like a, let's see. They, well, they were out of like a we lot of hoppy spliff, stuff. And then, uh, let's see. <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Yeah. They were out of there. Then we had a, a beer. Hoppy stuff. We had um, cellar maker out of hoppy stuff. A little, yeah. They well, guess they had a run on Dakes out of the moon. Well, that's yeah, which we had the other day. Good name at um, the Hermosillo. So, oh man, yeah, they they just released this beer that's super rad called Sharing Sandwiches, and it's a, a collaboration with uh, a really good friend of ours, uh, Bob Coons of Highland Park Brewery, um, who is. A newer brewery. He opened up this brewery in the the Hermosillo, uh, in L.A. And it is uh, just totally rad. To he was a um, a mentor of mine when I first got into home brewing. He helped me bottle my first batch nice. um, of beer, and he like um, just you know bare bones this brewery together in the back of this bar and uh, is. Pushing out. I mean, if you go see this guy's setup, you're gonna. Um, it's a glorified homebrew setup, and he is pushing out some just fantastic beer. Okay. Um, and so anyway, yeah, Cellar Maker just did a collaboration with them, and it's very similar to a beer that we just did with a collaboration with Monkish Brewing Company called We Save Latin, and um, so it's a kind of hoppy beer with with uh, some Brettanomyces added to it. And so, okay. Pretty rad. Excellent. Now, just so our folks know at home, this is uh, Evan, and he's you are the head brewer. Yeah, I heard you don't like the word brewmaster. Well, I I I tend to think it's a little douchey, and a, you know, it's like uh, this idea that I'm 31 years old and I somehow am able to be a master of something is a joke, man. <laughs> right? You know, I'm baiting. I'm really good at that, but I think that's about it. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially since I'm married. Right. Yeah. So you take your masters seriously? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't blame you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, so anyway, I'm just. Um, I'm just this guy, this brewer, and um, really excited about what we do. Um, Brad here has been working with me at Noble the whole time I've been there for the last three years. And okay. It's, it's only been three. Yeah. Um, Feels longer, doesn't it? You've been there. You were there a little bit before. I like swear it's been five years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It must have been all the dank. It's, it's a lot of dank. I'm in where I'm... Elbow, like elbows deep in dick all the time. <laughs> right. Now, you guys were both brewers elsewhere before Noble or no? Not me. You weren't? Okay. No. What were you What were you before Noble? I was uh, sitting home. I, I had a, I, right. for about 12 years. <laughs> you were JP I, over yeah. here. Yeah. You were, uh, I was a master of one thing, like we were talking about. Uh, I was sitting home. <laughs> I was, uh, no, I, I had a marketing, mortgage, finance thing for 12 years. Okay. And, Sound um, awful. Yeah, like a business yeah. business owner. I was, for a, a bit, I did, yeah, I, um, yeah, there's a long story there. And I don't know if so I would have bought a mortgage bored. from you. I mean, just, it's first impression. <laughs> no, it was so, a lot of it was over the phone. Is, oh, is so, it his voice? Oh, is it, yeah, no, the voice is good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Over the phone, I'm, I'm buying a mortgage. Yeah, I could sell you on, I, right now. I mean, 4%. <laughs> I'm going to close on. my eyes. Sell me yeah, a mortgage um, right now. 
<laughs> With uh, no points, no fees. I'm in. Uh, what's your no. credit like? Uh, um, it's perfect. Uh, hey. It's horrible, actually, uh, but <laughs> perfectly we horrible. We don't need that. What's your social? Um, <laughs> we, uh, See, that's what you do to your fast. <laughs> right? You just you, right you make a stumble. Uh, um, but, yeah, I did that for 12 years. I'm 33 years old. So wow. I'm much older than I look, you know. <laughs> well, and he, he just had right. he just had uh, 22 Jump Street come out with Tane Channing. There we go. <laughs> I was the, I was the fat Channing. one. Yeah, that's right. In the, in the movie. Is that yeah. another I'm the fat one joke? <laughs> well, I mean, when you get uh, an emo Jonah Hill lookalike, you gotta you know, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, if you guys <laughs> that just sat there, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's good. Well, if, right. I, I don't know if, if uh, I wish people could see Brad's amazing hair uh he has uh, a haircut good. oh they can it's on camera oh yeah yeah <laughs> joseph uh yeah joseph our social media robot has a uh hashtag ongoing called uh brad's hair forever nice oh sorry hashtag brad's hair forever right i don't use these things very often and, but you're married so. yeah exactly man <laughs> there's some hashtags that well because you're married will lead you to some fun things uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> jp has a whole list if you guys want to powwow yeah. later yeah, yeah let's know, talk please. Man, yeah, let's right, talk. Yeah, yeah I could. Uh, yeah, like sitting on a couch with your cats. <laughs> but I already do that. Yeah. I need to know what to look forward to, like Ashley Madison or some shit. I don't know. Right. So, Evan, you, though, were a, a brewer elsewhere before Noble. Yeah, yeah. So, Evan, um, I'm a, let's see, I'm a little over nine years of professional brewing at this moment. And um, I started out my career with, uh, with BJ's and I was um, scrubbing floors and shit and, um, just trying to learn as much as I can, which uh, at that time in my life was everything, you know, uh, yeah. because I, I knew nothing. And so, did um, you have a brewing education at that point? Or did you just apply for a job at BJ's? No, no. So I got, uh, I got uh, me and um, Owen, who is the director of brewing operations for all the BJ's. Uh, he, uh, Owen, now owns a brewery called Ritual Brewing okay. Company um, in Redlands, and. Uh, him and I got drunk at a uh, at a beer uh, beer event the BJ's threw, and uh, afterwards we um, just kind of continued to talk. And he interviewed me um, while we were both drunk, yes. and it uh, yeah. So I he, and it worked out. So it worked out, and I um, I ended up going from there to working in the brewery, and uh, it was a just fantastic experience where we or they continued to close down these breweries and fire people. (laughs) And so I was given this really cool opportunity to continue to work under a lot of different people and uh, just continue to realize, you know, I mean, each each one of these people have this idea that like, this emphasis on this particular thing, oh, you know, it's all about sanitation. It's all about sanitation. And you're like, okay, cool. Yes, brewmaster. It's all about you know sanitation, and then right. and then the next guy comes in. And he's like, "Oh no, man! It's all about recipe formulation." And you're like, "Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay." So fuck sanitation. It's all about recipe formulation. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then so the next guy comes in, and it, you know it just kind of continued to be this thing. And so anyway, it was a great learning experience. Where over two years, I was able to work at three different um, BJ's breweries, and I was able to work under these different brewmasters. Um, let's see, Zambo from 21st Amendment. Oh, yeah. Um, being one of them. And I forgot that he was a BJ's guy. Yeah, man, yeah. So what you were at like the last BJ's standing or something because they all just kept funneling through there? Yeah, so like, uh, let's see, I started at the Laguna Hills location, and they closed that down, and then I went to the Brea location, and they closed that down, and then <laughs> Zambo had to look for a job. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, so it's weird that you're going to all these locations, and then shortly after, they're closing down. Coincidence? Oh, man. What is the common the, thread? The brewery killer. It wasn't me, man. It wasn't oh, okay. me. All right, all right. <laughs> um, 
I think it's a song. <laughs> it is. Which, which, okay, which I won't do right now. So after Brea, what's left? There was so, another? How yeah, many? so then there was West Covina, which was the, the biggest brewery in the area for um, for BJ's. And, you know, I'm this dumb kid at that point. I'm still a dumb kid. But, the uh, yeah, continuing to see this pattern, it's like, all right, I need to do something, man. I got to get out of here. And so... Yeah, yeah. Um, Ben, the owner of Hangar 24, came in to get yeast early on um, for one of his, uh, for like orange weed or one of his beers. And um, I ended up meeting him through that, uh, through uh, through BJ's. And then uh, he said he was looking for a brewer, his first brewer. And so I went and started at Hangar 24 then. And, and what are you, you're like 24, 25 at this point? Yeah, something like that. I never worked backwards very well, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's something like that. Ish. All right. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I started at Hangar Twenty Four, and I was the first uh, brewer there. It was at that point, it was me and Ben and his wife. Okay. And it was, um, yeah, it was a fantastic experience of um, just learning that I don't like being completely stressed out all the time and working really hard. And so, what was the deal? Why was it stressful? Did they have all of the recipes made up, and and you really were just kind of a production brewer? Yeah, it was totally. I mean, so that was a that was definitely a part of it. And I think that was one of the reasons why I was not excited. I, like one of the reasons why I wasn't completely excited about being there all the time was this idea of you know this is these are these are the beers and this is what you're going to do. But yeah. at the same time, like. Um, I was integral in uh, kind of moving some of these beers forward and just saying, like, hey, I think we should do this with this beer kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, even though I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about at that point. For really? Sure. I mean, yeah. You I mean, were kind you of know, faking it till you, till faking you, it till you it. make it, man. Yeah. So is that where the stress came in? Because ultimately you were brewing all the beer, so it sort of fell on your shoulders whether you knew what you were doing or not? Well, yeah. So, like, I mean, let's see. Um, some of the cool things that I think, you know, that happened that at the time seemed like the worst things ever was when we were at, uh, when I was at Hangar, um, I had a, a, let's see, it was a 40 barrel batch of like pale ale or orange wheat. I forgot exactly what it was that, um, totally got a lacto sour character to it. And, uh, so I, so I fucked up my first batch okay. and I'm just, you know, I'm, Ouch. I'm freaking out about it. And so I immediately, you know, I'm, I'm, I took it to Ben. I'm just like, hey, man, I messed up this batch, man. I don't, you know. You owned up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, something that I appreciate about the guys that I work with, too. They, you know, same kind of thing of just, hey, man, I made a mistake. All right, cool. Well, let's figure out how, how you know, to go from here. But sure. so anyway, so Ben brought in Lee Chase. Um, yeah. Uh, Lee Chase was the brewmaster for Stone for 10 years. and. Mm-hmm. Guy, um, just a wealth of awesome knowledge, and so he was a consultant for a long time too. So yeah, the guy to bring in, right? Exactly. So he came in as a consultant, and, and he's like, um, "Evan sucks." Yeah, he's like, "Fire this guy, <laughs> get rid of him now." No, no. So uh, we, uh, so through meeting Lee, I mean, really kind of changed the way that I, I approach things and I do things. And um, anyway, uh, yeah. So we basically just kind of figured out a couple things that we were doing wrong with sanitation stuff and did you have to dump that batch oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was gone there was well, no. yeah yeah the best part was is that uh so maybe the worst part is that i we brewed that batch and then in the same exact tank uh a, the second the second batch was also bad so oh. like so we dumped the batch and then i uh at the time was like yeah man all right, well, i'm gonna clean the fuck out of this tank <laughs> and uh that was apparently not the case and so um 
you know, you learn from your mistakes and so do you, else. do you remember what went wrong specifically so that others could learn from your mistake? Why was it going uh, lactic, you said, right? Well, so I couldn't tell you exactly what um, exactly the camp, uh, contamination was maybe now, but I, I remember being like sort of a lactic, lemony sort of sourness. Um, um, but it was some sort of sanitation within the system somewhere. Yeah. Or lack thereof. I totally, totally. Yeah. So okay. like... Um, I want to say it was as simple as like a full like inspection of inside of the tank of like, you know, you get these really um, big light bulbs and you, you know, you're able to put them inside of the tank and you're able to like really get a good inspection of the inside of the tank. And so we, the spray balls on these specific types of fermenters were, uh, you know, less than ideal. Okay. And so the... Uh, it wasn't cleaning everything uh, very well. And so the entire top of the tank, whenever we opened it up after a caustic cycle, was still dirty. Oh, I and see. And so, yeah. So you had to climb in there. and Well, we didn't have to climb in there, but we just, you know. We, um, left it. We just <laughs> <laughs> Apparently for another two batches anyway. So we just left it, and that We're was that. We're our company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so anyway, we just kind of uh, – Learn from that and then just move forward from there. But, I mean, um, that contamination could have really come from a, a couple other places uh, with just bringing Leon and him kind of bringing down some, you know, years of experience and saying, like, hey, you know, yeah, let's do it this way. How were the owners with you at that point? I mean, they they sort of knew your resume anyway, right? So yeah. did they come down pretty hard on you or it was like, hey, we're just let's just get it right. It's going to be fine. Yeah. No, and that was that was one of the things I definitely appreciated as well. Was that it was like, hey, you know, you're honest with us and you know, let's 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 figure this out and move forward. Okay. So how long did you end up at Hangar 24? So I was there for a year and a half. Um I uh ran the brewery production um for that first year and a half and we uh I think the yeah the year I was leaving we brewed like five thousand barrels and okay um, the current brewmaster there head brewer there now um, Kevin he came on um, I think about a year into me being there and and then right after I left he took the position as head brewer excellent and so yeah went on to uh, Taps um, Taps Fish House and Brewery and we yeah worked with Victor Ugh. Victor Novak. Um, He's with Golden Road now, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think he mentioned you or somebody mentioned you and him. You're like his protege or something. Um, like I don't know if I'm his protege. Uh, I don't think I'm that good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor might disagree. Uh, but but you worked Did, under Victor for a while. And, and, and he's a, a, a well-respected brewer for our listeners that don't know. He, he's been in the business for a while. And, and with Taps, he, he just make you know, he's making fantastic beer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, um, you know, I was so excited about the idea of, like, I was working in Hangar 24 and I'm making all a lot of beer but like i didn't feel like i was learning much about how to make a like the recipe formulation behind a beer okay and so i really wanted to go work for somebody that gave that a lot of thought you know that kind of slowed things down a little bit and just said like hey let's let's focus on this on this you know let's let's not make let's not make lots and lots and lots of it but instead like Let's just make it really good. So would the focus be on every specific ingredient and, and you have to know what that ingredient does? Or was it just on making a bunch of small batches and seeing which one tasted good? No, I think, I mean, when it comes to Victor, like Victor does like a lot of research and he really kind of uh, 
takes a traditional standpoint on a lot of stuff where everything for him is like, you know, he wants to use the exact malt that um, from the specific country that we're making a beer style from. Okay. If we're making a German beer, you know, it's Weirman malt. Um, if we're making an English beer, it's Simpsons malt. If we're making... Sounds smart. Yeah. So it's like all that kind of, you know, um, I, uh, idea or ideology or whatever, where it's just um, trying to make the beer as close to the country that you're trying to represent whenever you say it's a Belgian style or a French style or whatever else. And yeah. so I really respected... You know what he what he had already established with taps, and then just working with him, and then also uh, it was just such a cushy job, and it was just really fun to work at. And nice, and coming from the stress job that you oh, had before, man. yeah, exactly. Okay, so that was yeah, so that was rad. You know, I mean, um, I, man, so I was able to like working at a brew pub is amazing. From like working at a production brewery, where like during lunchtime I'm able to like walk over to the grill. <laughs> grab myself uh some ahi tuna nice. throw it on the grill and i'm sitting there you know during my lunch and i'm just you know grilling up this shit and it's like yeah and then i'm thinking about these bastards that are sweating their their asses off in redlands you know and i'm just like oh man yeah the flies just in redlands as a whole or well, <laughs> yeah it's a thing man you know is it i think red in like another language i'm not sure which one means fly it's fly. Fly, it's lens. fly lens fly lens <laughs> we should be ripping on redlands they're nice people uh i was i grew up close to redlands yeah. close ish and they we might, made we all made fun of redlands everybody makes oh, fun right. of redlands yeah. they might yeah. be nice but they still got a shit fly. Right. <laughs> where did you, you grow up so i was up in the high desert like just above right so i was still san Bernardino county which is i think redlands too are they San Bernardino? Or yeah. They, like, yeah. So I was they're not San- River. They're, they're Riverside or San Bernardino. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I was up. We call it up the hill uh, in Hesperia. I was. It's fucking way worse than Redlands. I'll tell you that right now. Whoa. I saw yeah. that. I saw like, There's a, so many cops episodes dedicated to Hesperia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in a couple. Yeah. It's a, it's a horrible place. Uh, Redlands had us beat, which is why we made fun of them, because that's what you do, you know, when you're better. Oh, man. that's the, Well, that's the best. Like, that's like, you know, um, like living in Orange County, where we're from Orange County, and um, you know I'm living like living in like say Buena Park or Anaheim, and then all you do is make fun of make fun of Garbage Grove. Um, <laughs> That's what we you know, do. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, fuck we, Garbage we, Grove. We, man. we make fun of Shimke because she's from Sacramento, and everyone's like, "Well, fuck Sacramento." <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. as Shimke's saying, meanwhile, I live in Martinez now. Yeah, but you're not from Martinez. Uh, that's true. But yeah. I'm, 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 really I'm actually from, I'm from a worse place right, than yeah. Martinez. But you the, got out. <laughs> you've done something with your life. You yeah. left. Wait, Martinez. Uh, that's a that's a city in the area. It's right next door, man. It's a beautiful city by the water and the train track <laughs> and the refinery. It's uh, it has it all. Yeah. Have you ever had a Martinez cocktail? Uh, okay, there is uh, the claim to fame is that the martini it comes from Martinez. That is their as one of their claim to fames. Yeah, uh, I would. No, I true. I wouldn't say. I, I don't think that's, that's a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. There is one other place that claims the martini, and it's an ongoing debate. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that anything good besides oil has ever come out of Martinez. <laughs> 
Uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to argue. Thank you. Just ask all the people sleeping in the gutter in Martinez. <laughs> right. The world, the Bamaruma That guy's from Martinez. <laughs> he came and visited us in our old studio. Was that Brad talking again? What was that? <laughs> yeah. He does look familiar now that you say well, that. Brad tends to, like, every once in a while, like, you know, he puts, like, these marbles in his mouth somehow, and, like, you know, he talks, and it's just like a marble mouth sort of thing that I really appreciate. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Stick it up for me and my mom. He sounds a lot like our Martinez homeless guy. Well, he sounds like there's like an Elvis thing going on there, like he's eating a peanut butter, you know, sandwich or something like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Me or the homeless guy? You. Both. Both. I am eating a peanut butter sandwich. I have one in my pocket. Excuse me. All the time. I'm also high on quaaludes, but take a shit. So what? I am Elvis. I'm Elvis. All right, before we go too far into whatever the hell we're doing, uh, let's talk beer for a second. I want to talk about the Pilsner. Yeah, Pilsner. So it's Ooh. it's what's in my glass, and it's a it's a great uh, Pilsner, but it's it's not quite a Pilsner, right? Tell us about the beer. It's near. Yeah, so um, we called this beer Pilsner because we brew it with uh, we brew with an ale yeast. Um, we want to be completely upfront with everybody that you know we're. In, we're not trying to, you know, pull the wool over your eyes or anything like that. And um, I know there's breweries that tend to do that where they're like, oh, yeah, we made a Pilsner. And you're like, dude, you fermented that with ale yeast. <laughs> um, so just for all listeners knowing that a Pilsner should be fermented with a lager yeast. Okay. Um, and we take an approach of all German ingredients. Um, so uh, for this beer, I mean, any home brewers out there, the, the recipe is very simple. Um, so this is... Uh, 92.5% Weirman Premium Pilsner Malt, which is the lightest Love-A-Bond color malt um, on the... on the market, uh, so ninety-two and a half. Just to be difficult, or that was a calculation that had to be made. Well, so that you could then bring in some carafoam, which uh, will help add body. So it's also made uh, by Vireman, and so the carafoam ends up filling out the beer a little bit. Um, at that four point four percent ABV, you do need a little bit of sort of oomph, and so we fill it German out. German word oomph. Yeah, it that's is. A, I think that's it's a German all German. It's all German <laughs> with an umlaut. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the sound a tube it makes. I think it is. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So this is uh, so there's, there's the grain bill. Wait, um, wait. So ninety two and a half percent Pilsner malt, and then the rest uh, carafoam. Got it. Okay. And so, uh, so then there's that, and then um, all German Hollertau Middlefru is the just the hop varietal, um, and we let's uh, let's see. We do a um, a small bittering of like five IBUs, and then we pick up the rest of the 15 IBUs in the Whirlpool. Okay. Um, assuming a 12% utilization for all you homebrewers out there. And Is uh, that a traditional uh, German Pilsner thing to do, or would the Germans do more of a bittering edition and less of a late edition? You know, um, I wish I had that answer for you. I mean, um, most, of the, when, most of the time for me, I have... N- up until maybe three or four months ago, after listening to a podcast from Mitch Steele, I was never assuming um, bitterness pickup from a Whirlpool edition. Okay. And I emailed him after hearing this, like, just, he said the smallest line of just like, oh, well, yeah, we see a 
pretty big pickup of IBU in the Whirlpool. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So I emailed Mitch, and he was able to just give me some numbers of what to work with. And okay. so um, we started utilizing or using those utilization numbers for our Whirlpool additions. Um, he was saying a 10, 10 to 15% utilization per, uh, is what you can typically expect. Okay. And so... Something to take into consideration is just the, the fact that these Whirlpool additions do add IBU. Um, and so once we kind of figured out that, I mean, uh, we really we really helped dial in our beers because we really want, for the most part, we make a lot of hoppy beers. And so we're very, you know, aroma-driven sort of brewery where we're trying to make beers that, you know, have some pleasant aromatics to them, um, especially when we're using hops. And so... Um, yeah, when it comes to this Pilsner, on the other hand, like we wanted to make sure that we add enough hops in the just in the brew house, and so what ends up happening is you end up needing a pretty big uh, charge in the whirlpool to make up that the rest of that uh, IBU, and so that's what we did with this Pilsner. Um, we ferment the beer at sixty three degrees with a uh, California ale yeast. Oh yeah. Um, so why do that? Why not? <clears throat> you've gone so far. You've gone pretty traditional Pilsner. And then you say, fuck it, we're going to do it with an ale yeast. We want to make the beer in two weeks instead of five okay. or six. <laughs> and so um, be, because of the amount that Brad drinks alone of this beer, we really need to make sure that <laughs> we, we can <laughs> just... It's hot in the brewery, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thirsty at the end of the day. I don't know if you've yeah, ever been in a brewery, man, but when that kettle's on, <laughs> even just sitting there, steamy, oh, hot... <laughs> Need a lot of beer. Yeah. Right. I had to drive all the way here. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I live in Garden Grove, so <laughs> Diamond Bar. <laughs> so you wanted to get it done fast, which makes sense. We've talked to other brewers about that, just tank space and, and things like that. Yeah, and so, I mean, for me, it was a really great challenge. Um, and so we ferment the beer that cold to truly try to limit the amount of ester production as, uh, as possible. And so... Um, after fermentation, we we dry hop the beer at a half pound per barrel with uh, the German hollow towel middle fruit again. Okay. Um, I I had this weird thing about just really wanting to know what one hop variety is all about and learning from that experience and then moving forward from there. So most of the time when we make a, a new beer, we use just one hop variety because it's just... We want to make love to it. You know, really good. The, <laughs> we do it right. Ins yeah. and outs. The, <laughs> yeah. know, nowhere from the outside in. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> it says it on the label. It's right. right there. Boom. So I feel like uh, with the hop character, you've achieved something like a Pivo Pills on this beer, where it's a, a which I'm a huge you fan of. No, come on, man! Stop no, 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 no. That's uh, that's that, well, that's, this, that's as good as it gets. And look, I, you know, I, of course you wouldn't mean that, like Pivo <laughs> Pills, man. That's You've the, got, but but they that's say a God among men. I mean, it's right there on the label of the Pivo that they're going for, like this hoppy pills, which I think is what you've achieved is a hoppier uh, pills, and uh, I like it. You know, we uh, well, we make this. Uh, we've been making this this other beer a lot longer called Pistol Whipped, and it's a um, uh, we call it a Czech style pilsner. And uh, but it's not your traditional Czech style pilsner. We do um, all Motueka uh, hops, which is a New Zealand varietal. So like the idea with that beer is we make a traditional pilsner as much as we possibly can in every single way. But instead of using saws, which is the traditional hop variety used for the Czech pils. Um, we use Motueka, and 
um, it's so interesting how different that beer is in every way. Yeah. Um, where it ends up not tasting like a pilsner. It tastes like, an, like a session IPL or something like that. Interesting. What are you going to say? You coming up over there? Wow. He's getting, yeah. <laughs> He's getting fired up over there. You're making Evan nervous, Moscow. Yeah. Stop looking at him that way. Yeah. Forgive me. Well, so you say uh, uh, Pivo in this beer, they, they uh, remind you of one another. But Pivo's made with a lager yeast, right? Yeah, Pivo's and, a lager. So, so uh, yeah. describe the difference. Like, what, what, is, what does Pivo have that this beer doesn't or the other way around? Well, I don't know what it has. It, it's... I don't know. I'd have to taste them side by side. Yeah, My comment was strictly related to the amount of hops coming out of like the late charge and then the dry hop edition, which isn't really a traditional Pilsner. It's it's a Correct. hoppier Pilsner, which is what Firestone was going for. With oh, the man. Uh, yeah. Hoppy Pilsner, man. I mean, like uh, that's yeah. To me, like uh, if I could name a favorite beer style, it's Pilsner for sure. Like I agree. A it's good, good hoppy Pilsner. It um, and especially like I mean, like um, we don't ever use German hops really in anything. I think it's one of the first times we've ever used it in our brewery. And so it was so fun for us to use, to make to make this beer. Oh, we're the worst. You are the worst. And so <laughs> I've heard that. Oh man. Yeah, there's <laughs> we were we were able to offend everybody we're all the time. We're not the best. That's for sure. <laughs> well it's also though Tasty, I want to talk to you about this beer a little bit because I also think it tastes like a lager. It's clean <clears throat> well, it's what, low you know, what do we ester- identify as a lager? We identify Pilsner character, yeah, and in the malt, German hops, right? But also, I think low well, on low ester, the, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. well, fine. He's, he, you know, he used uh, California ale yeast, right? Yeah, at sixty-three degrees, it's going to be pretty much a low ester. You could do your ales there just as well, I guess, because you really want typically want low ester there too. Sure. Uh, so yeah, and uh, do you have to the, do a, a bigger pitch of Cal Ale to ferment that low, or is it just a happy yeast no matter what? No, we're really good brewers. <laughs> we talk, we talk to it. We do a lot of talk. We sing to it. Good. Yeah, we sing to it. Um, we caress that fermenter. You got to do it, man. You know, well, sixty three is not that cold. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, it's like, well, it's pretty cold. Put a sweater for, on. Yeah. It's pretty cold for that. Uh, for that yeast. That yeast. Yeah. Oh, but can, that's getting lower now, can it? I've talked. I've talked to other people that are able that have been able to go lower than Lucky. that. Um, but when I call the when I call White Labs, I'm like, hey, what's the coldest I can go with this? And they're like. Uh, what do you mean? You want to go lower than sixty-seven? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to go lower than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I can't really, you know, help you out there. And a half. They're like, you know, like because on their end, like what they don't want, you know, most likely if I know them well enough, is just like they don't want that call of you fuck me it up. It didn't man. ferment, you asshole. Yeah, and you, you know? owe me this entire bag. Yeah. So that's yeah. true, but I think you could also talk to Chris White, uh, you know, at an event or something and and he might say different like, "Oh yeah, you can go colder than 60." He would say it depends. He'd say that, go to town. That's a good idea. Talk to him at a... Jay, can I put you on the spot for a second because just when I was mentioning I was drinking this beer before we had the noble guys on, you made a point that 63 degrees as a home brewer tasty is different than say 63 degrees on that size of a commercial batch. And right. I wondered if, if you could talk to me about that a little bit. What it, What's the difference? Is it really just a volume situation? Yeah, it's the hydrostatic pressure. So, you know, some one thing I learned on the Brewing Network is that... I love that show. Back when I was uh, a home brewer, if I'm hearing fermentation temperatures from pro brewers, I'm actually taking that and putting it down a few degrees. So maybe 63 for this Pilsner. For me, if I'm a home brewer, I'm going to do 61, okay. 60... And just as a as an aside, another great brewer locally who treats O one at this low temperature, Roger, 
from Faction. Oh, yeah. Casey, you know all about that. I mean, he's, oh, he's a big on the low and, yeah. low and slow 001. Yeah, okay. The yeah. point being is that the, the uh, pressure uh, constrains the yeast, and temperature will as well. So, you, you know, if you, like, for instance, uh, Stone and their big fermenters, they ferment with their English yeast pretty high, like in the 70, 70 or so. Well, if we, because if they have the, all that pressure, the yeast are constrained as if they were fermenting at 65. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goddamn mitigating factors, right, huh? <laughs> so that, all, I can keep, all I keep thinking about is Roger Davis now that you brought him up, man. He is a handsome man. He has man, a lot of hydrostatic pressure. Oh, yeah, like, like man. Oh, man. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah, he's ready. So your to... fermenter shape makes a difference in the beer. I mean, if you had a... Uh, if you had a tall one, you might use a different temperature yeah. on the same beer as if you had it in a flatter fermenter. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really what I was getting at with my question was if I'm hearing this and I'm I'm hearing, well, you can get close to indistinguishable from Pivo with an ale yeast. Why would I lager? Well, well, there are I other qualities, say, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, the yeah. For me, I mean, I, I still pick up some mm-hmm. some light ester character in this sure. beer, and it is um, totally like in my opinion, um, which doesn't matter, uh, is appropriate and it works well with the hops and with the yeast, uh, I mean, with the the malt. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, I don't understand why it's taken so long. And I'm not the first at all, but why it's taken so long for more brewers to be just kind of on board with this idea. Well, and there are other very traditional things, right? Like some sulfur notes, like some subtle sulfury character from lager yeast yeah. that, that aren't in this beer. And, of course, you don't want a lot of that, but in, you know, like in a traditional. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate about using this ale yeast is the fact that we are able to limit the amount of sulfur better by using an ale yeast. Mm-hmm. And so, so instead... You know, instead of the drinker, say, maybe getting a light whiff of sulfur, though I still wouldn't want that in my lager. Yeah. Like, okay. um, I would, you know, it's, it's it's kind of fun that they're instead getting a light whiff of ester profile or mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe getting it on the palate a little bit. And I think that might add, you know, um, as long as it doesn't get too intense, it can add to the flavor profile. Tasty, how do you like this compared to your fast lager with a lager yeast method? Uh, the same, the two-week thing. Uh, well, just by comparison, tasting this one. <laughs> not much difference. Okay. No, really, no. Yeah. no. Tasty has again, this. Again, the, the flavor is dominated by the, the malt and hop regimen. And the noble hop, yeah. yeah. Okay. Beardy, you want to climb in there? <laughs> no. Yeah. Shut uh, up. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All right. Shut the uh, fuck up, Beardy. Clean All the right. Um, I was just going to... Ask if you've thought about submitting this in the Pilsner category at GABF. Oh, that's a good, yeah, I thought about know, that, too. Uh, we, we already had, did. It's you already in. Did. Um, we, we'll see what happens. We've had a long conversation about exactly that. and um, Well, it sounds like it's a long conversation. Then Brad went and did whatever he right. wanted. I don't send it in. Put it as a porter. What was the result of the long conversation? Well, no, I, 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 I don't think we should do it. Um, so I'm against this this whole idea of, like, not entering the right thing in the right category. Like, oh, yeah. um, for instance, like, oh, man, we've had this long conversation about this earlier where it's like you keep seeing these breweries that enter a, you know, double IPA in the strong pale category. And then it's like, OK, cool. You're, you know, 8.5 percent double IPA just won um, for a strong pale when the top end of that is, you know, 6.3 percent ABV. And you're like, 
cool, man. Yeah, you really accomplished something. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that bums me out. And then, and then yeah. more importantly, they're like going around like. We won, we won, and it's just like you, you didn't win anything, man. Like you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. You won it yeah. faking. It's yeah, I, I've, I've had a few brewers. Nothing in international pale ale, are Privately admit that like they'll do a pilsner, like mostly in brew pubs, they'll do a pilsner and they'll just yeah, we used 001 and we just did it cold, but oh, they won't, yeah. they won't tell anybody. You guys are upfront with it, which yeah. is unique. Well, in my experience, well, you know, the thing is, yeah, I don't want to. Um, I I really like the idea of just being completely upfront with people where it's yeah. like, hey, man, we really like the flavor profile of this malt and this hop, and we want to be able to do that more often. And so, like, you know, we're a small, shitty little brewery, and so, like, let's try to just squeeze this out a little bit more so Brad can stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's awesome, and it tastes great, and it's just, I'm just glad that you're not one of those breweries that's promoting it as, yeah, this is our Pilsner. And we developed this technique that we turn around in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll yeah. see after we win the medal. Um, what we <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, literally that night at the JBF, the name changes to Pilsner. Just full on Pilsner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad's going to bring a new sign to just paste over the Pilsner sign. Lager exactly. yeast all the way. It's a <laughs> yeah. six week beer at least. Yeah. It's the most intensive beer we make, and it's $400. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> right. Because we need our time. Yeah, we still. Yeah, we still are uh, metal free in the GBF and World Beer Cup department. So, um, how long we're, we're going to do our best to? to Have try you thought to, about using actual like, lager yeast then? Um, yeah, we've thought about that for sure. <laughs> but it was a stupid idea. Yeah. 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 Worst thought ever. All right, we well, tossed that this. out. How long has Noble been around? Um, Noble's been around for a little while, man. I mean. Um, so established. Great answer. Well, straight out of their guys, guys, guys. Where let me, can we go skate? Let me gather my thoughts here. <laughs> give, the, give the man a chance. Come on. <laughs> I drank a lot of tiki drinks last night. Come on. <laughs> right, right. All right. Good call. Good it's call. True is true. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, yeah, Grog. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Okay. So anyway, um, five years. Uh, established 2009 okay. is like uh, a thing. Um, no, so, so Noble started out by uh, they were contract brewing originally through Dale Brothers, um, this brewery in Pomona, I want to say. And um, anyway, uh, I don't remember exactly the amount of time that that was a thing. And okay. then uh, four, a little over four years ago now, and let's see. October, January, I think it was February. It's February. That's the next month after January. Sometimes, yeah. Usually. So in February, yeah. So let's see, that would be February 2011 is when they officially, I think, started brewing. Okay. Um, And when did you start? um, I started May 7th, 2012. Okay. Okay, yeah. Trying to work backwards here. Well, now you guys are kind of like the cool kids. I don't know if you know that. But coming up here, like... Jay shows up and yeah, Jay never shows Shimke up. Yeah. shows up. I don't know if that's a gauge of anything, yeah. but well, uh, I, I think the field work guy. Like I go out into my bar earlier today, and it's like a who's who of the Bay Area t- to see you it's a, yokels. It's a who's who of really small brewers that nobody <laughs> yeah. has ever heard of. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like the cool kids now. And Jay, I wouldn't and call. Jay. I mean, I wouldn't call us the cool kids. I think you know uh, you, everyone's uh, seen us naked enough to to know that you know everything's really small about us, and so. <laughs> I see. Uh, 
uh, yeah, I think, it, you know, it's just, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you say that for some reason. Well, but. you've got a good buzz going on about the, uh, about the place. <laughs> yeah, and, we uh, right. uh, Not just from the tiki drink. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll get a good buzz here soon, fellas. Well, you, well, you guys uh, poured at Faction last year for the ALS event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, were, cool. you were all the buzz there. You had the best beer there, I thought. No, wow. thank you. Thank wow. you. Oh, that, Were you um, naked at that event? Um, I was later on. He let um, us feel his package. Roger, you and Roger both. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Hey, bro, you got a nice ass. That oh, guy. <laughs> I, I got to do this. Uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break, and we're going we're gonna to catch a buzz at the break. What do you think? Yeah. I think I, I'm ready. <laughs> well, we've got more beer to try is the, is the important part. Plus, I have to pee. So we're going to get some more Noble Beer Works, uh, beer, Noble Ale Works. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Fucking worst. Uh, uh, we'll come back with more beer in our glass. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. If you don't know Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeast Man is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeast Man is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewers yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into to White Labs production facility. Gonna brew? Yeast man to the rescue. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone 
pounds are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor, and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today adventures in homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the brutus brew stands and propane burners the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven pound hopper custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels coolers and mini sized brew pots the brewers at adventures in homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all grain brewing adventures in homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested proven to be of the best quality and right now adventures in homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection once you try one of adventures in homebrewing recipes you'll keep coming back for more and now it's even easier with free shipping on these kits brewing network listeners receive 10 percent off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code ipa at checkout see terms and conditions for full details listening to the brewing network because like beer radio shouldn't suck yes welcome back to the program thanks for hanging out with us boy do we have things to do mostly uh, drink beer i think there's a lot of good beer on tap from the boys from noble ale works uh before we get on with the interview i've got two of their beers in front of me we're going to talk about plus a lot of other things if you want to call in triple eight four oh one beer if you want to ask your own questions eight 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 four oh one beer uh or you can hit the chat button on the homepage and bevo's in there taking your questions she'll pass them along to me so i can ask uh are you dudes. bevo uh, i am bevo yes oh okay cool cool nice to meet you hi hey, well he's I, like my, a my tits aren't as big as everyone claims to be but uh, he's I've a smaller breasted yeah. bevo yeah oh You're, yeah i'm Steve, that, the oh, beard's the Bebo. same, though. You're a different chick. <laughs> I like, like how every... Bebo is actually outside cleaning up after our dinner. Oh, she is? Yeah. Which is what, you know... Poor Kim. Like, every time something gets brought up... Just... Every time, like, something, like, womanly gets brought up or whatever it is, like, it's immediately like, oh, hey, Kim. Oh, Kim. And it's just like, oh, by the way, uh, it's not sexual harassment in any way. Right. Well, that's why we keep her as sexual a contractor. stereotyping. Yeah. I will never hire you, Kim. Yeah, that, but that's, I feel like that's acceptable. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, you're a contractor. I'm already uh, registered on that website, Shimke. And it's not my fault you didn't look it up before you started working for the BN. You're not my neighborhood. I, f- <laughs> I feel like you didn't do your due diligence. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, Can you speak into the mic? Are you? <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have a mic. Oh, oh. sorry about that. Yeah, well, you know what? It's not She's because it's internet. not because you're a woman. That's Wait, sure. one of you is like an ultimate feminist or something. Is that you, Evan? <laughs> oh no, that's, ultimate. Uh, that's Brad. Actually, oh, that's Brad. Yeah. Brad's the. Fe- I should have known. It's the hair. Yeah. The ultimate feminist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what it means to be the ultimate feminist. Well, but his, it's like a wrestler. You don't open uh, doors for women. You don't uh, treat them any different no. than uh, you treat a man. Oh, I see. That kind of ultimate. So you, feminist. you don't believe in the peak boot society, I assume. No, no, they should not be wearing black boots like that, man, because we're uh, all the same. Well, you're so progressive. That's going to cause problems. Uh, I really really appreciate that whole idea so much. I mean, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. But, like, at the same time, like, you know, if you're, uh, I don't know, say... I wouldn't call it trying to get laid, but um, uh, opening opening a door and all those kinds of things. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> it's just it's just polite. Yeah, well, like, well you, I think you'll find you got to beg for it eventually. So why not just start out begging for it? Yeah, right? well, I, <laughs> let me, I mean, it, it goes on and on, right? I've had those. Moments? I've already had those moments, right. and uh, they are very humbling to say the least. <laughs> You're just finding the wrong women. My wife told me to stop doing all those things. She did? Yeah, she. she's like, well, stop pay. opening my door for me. I'll do it myself. Well, probably because you're really bad at it. You're really hitting her with well, it. Well, I, I think I was I was trying all the doors in the parking lot, and she just didn't want to keep waiting for me right, to yeah. find our car. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, what were you going to say? I'm being blind. I was going to say, she's a grown-ass woman and can yeah. open her own goddamn door. Uh-huh. I've heard that um, my, my wife is... Uh, Are you saying that Shimki has a big ass? She's a, she has a grown ass. Like it's a regular sized person, adult lady ass. It's probably over eighteen, right? I mean, I'm assuming it's an, so, it's an adult lady ass. A full grown. Be, I'm going to make you a T-shirt for the next festival that on the back has an arrow pointing down that says "adult lady ass." You don't hear about this on Twitter. Above eighteen for sure. <laughs> it's got a Z on the end. Uh, I was going to read a sponsor ad right now, but I'm going to hold off. I think you should. Until the discussion has moved on. Was it for the... the was it, it looks like the, we're drinking the same beer, buddy. Was it for the nearest church? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get a lot of church sponsors, believe it or not. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, believe it or don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I have two beers in front of me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, One good. of them I picked because it wasn't a triple IPA. Oh. It was a double. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, then I, but then I have a lot to talk about with that one. And then the other I picked because of the name. Because it's called Back in the Day IPA. You remember Back in the Day? <laughs> uh, it's a, you know, it's a uh, Biggie Smalls, man. And But what's the style? Like, and, Glad that guy's dead, Because right? on yeah. my menu, we have like the... He used to be the, alive back in the day, right? We have it's, the brewery name, we have the beer name, and then we have the style. I and would, and I the wanna, style says 1997 IPA, I think. Yeah, West Coast IPA circa 1997. <laughs> That's exactly it. what so I figured like, it was. Like yeah. Lots of did, did, You didn't even and, need to read it? Yeah. No, because it tastes like an East Coast IPA. Yeah, so we were... Like, we were really excited about making this beer. Um, my friend Bob from Highland Park and I kind of talk a lot about beer. And um, and uh, I most likely end up just copying what he does, uh, I swear. But um, anyway, we talked about this idea of just, like, making some of these these beers that we drank when we first got in, when we were getting into craft beer. And so, um, anyway, uh, this back-in-the-day IPA is totally like a stone, uh, early stone <laughs> IPA where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we use a real heavy percentage of caramel malt in this. And when it comes to our IPAs, we really use little to none for the most part um, in almost every IPA that we do. Now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, for, uh, for the noble IPAs. And so, um, and I think that's, that's, I mean, that's the current trend for most 
most breweries right now are just continuing to drop that out of their mash bill or is caramel malt. And so when it came to when it came for us to make this beer, it was just like, all right, man, I remember that that IPA I had when I the first IPA I had, I nearly spit it out and I hated every moment of it because it was so sweet and it was so bitter at the same time. And it was, um, it, it was what I like to call the mouthfuck, where it's just, you know, it's so many <laughs> things at once. Good just, beer name, too. By oh, the way. man. Yeah, we have a lot of good. Well, yeah, that was, some other that's beer how names. you got balanced. You made a beer so screwed up sweet, you had to really hop it up. Oh, yeah. man. So, uh, yeah, so this beer, you know, it's a very, you know, it's pretty dark for um, an IPA, but I think that. A lot of people would really think that, you know, for their palate, that's what it, IPA should be. And so it's all Cascade. It's all Centennial hops um, and uh, very bitter, very sweet. And then uh, hop to hell, uh, dry hop to hell um, with all Cascade and Centennial as well. Is it popular now in 2015? <laughs> you know, we just ran the stats of like our tap room uh, the other day and I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah. There's your jam. Baby, <laughs> uh, baby. So, what's the, what did the stats say? Oh, sorry. Uh, the stats said I got so excited about back in the day. You remember back in the day? Hey, Brad, what's the rest of that? Brad, I'm not gonna do it. Oh, come on, Brad, don't be such a pussy. Oh, hey, uh, before you give the stats, what what about this band, you guys? Oh man, oh our band. I don't know if um, we're just any... like jumping all over the board. Yeah, we're back. What are your favorite brand of is... shoes? What about this uh, uh, band competition yeah. down in I want to highlight my beard. How do you, you hear about that? 1900 style IPA back when men were men. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. He got it. <laughs> men were men. Uh, so we just did this What's battle of, of the bands uh, at for LA Beer Week. I saw that, and uh, I'm jealous. I didn't come up with the idea. What a great oh, idea. Oh man. Oh, you guys have a lot of talent down there. You know, oh, could we get that many up here? No, way. no, so many no way, man. You guys are the bear. Yeah, you guys are talent. What's your what fermentation? Are we, Redlands now? Oh, yeah. We could do like circus you don't know acts, us, but nothing else. What's your fermentation temperature for the uh, pistoli beer or whatever? <laughs> your chili beer that you have. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's jump over to so something what, else. What was your what was your act? What was your? Uh, Can you sign the title you to your car? Oh, all right, all right. It all right, got sorry. broken into. I love how everybody is trying to throw a different question at the same time. Just tell us about your act in the competition. Yes. Okay. Here I go. I'm gonna tell you about the act. Here I go. Get up to sing some, you know. So, so we careful. did. Um, we did a uh, a hip hop act, and it was really fun because uh, Brad and I had this idea, or maybe just Brad. I don't remember now. Is it just your idea or both of our ideas? This is the weed talk. It was your idea, and um, I uh, nodded and said uh, <laughs> I contributed. Uh, that was your way of uh, conning me into <laughs> joining this thing. I uh, I don't like to be in front of anybody. In general, oh, uh, I, I, yeah. I, right. I scare little children. Does anybody you know? think that Brad sounds like a young Dan Gordon? He's like a young emo Dan Gordon. <laughs> I like how emo somehow is being tacked on. Right. <laughs> what do you mean I somehow? somehow. I'm an emotional wreck. Yep. <laughs> well, he was crying in the bathroom when I at, at the break. Yeah. So you oh, play the trombone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Air being wasted on this dryer. I don't take it. We need it. Air. I, I, uh, once again, I'm a. I'm the ultimate feminist, guys. So, right. Uh, All right, Evan. So, what was the act? Oh, what sorry, the sorry. Act? The act was uh, so we did a live hip hop group, and uh, I mean, where we had, I mean, just like the Roots, where we had a, a a bassist and a guitarist, and we had a drummer and we had a keyboardist, and nice. Just um, like the root. But yeah. you're white. But good. But we're yeah. all, yeah, so all of us are, uh, are, are you know, uh, white, which I don't think matters. But, you know, some people think that matters, like Tasty. And <laughs> that's fine. 
And that is when you put that big gold chain, yeah. or, that big gold chain around you. He was born a long time ago. Yeah. He doesn't know better. So, so did you, did so, you rap? Yeah. So Back when men were win. <laughs> me and Brad were the were the main rappers, and Brad being uh, Dre and me being Snoop. And nice. um, it was so much so much fun where it was like uh actually like somehow well received and <laughs> did you do g thing oh yeah so we did nothing but a g um, thing yeah bang. um sorry yeah, not yeah nothing but a g thing my yeah. fault um <laughs> yes, it is. yeah and, and so we did yeah we did that you know um we're just, we're just like you know Falling back on that ass with a hell of fight gangster lean, getting, getting funky fun. on the mic like an old batch of collard greens. It's but a capital S, a yes, a fresh, a double O P D O double G Y D O double G S C. Yeah. So much flesh. Next year, time to wreck a mic, pippin hose and clock on a grip like my name is Dolomite. Yeah, yeah. and, and it don't quit. quit. <laughs> <laughs> in the mood. There yeah, you got to no, do that. Hell, There's yeah. no yeah. rhythm or inflection. No. That is flat as a. I know, it's it was awesome. I, I, I agree, it was great. So you guys didn't actually do any music at the Battle of All Bands? Acapella. So, uh, well, I, like, I really like this idea of, like, you know, I'm not talented uh, musically at all. And, like, basically, I, you know, I'm able to set up this uh, sort of live karaoke thing where it's just like, oh, man, yeah, look, oh, Evan's doing this whole hip-hop thing and this and that. And it's like, <laughs> I'm doing karaoke, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's nothing more than that. And so... Uh, the bar's low, dude, especially in the beer world so the bar is set so low that like (laughs) it was one of those things to where when i got finished with that line yeah like this crowd cheered out of excitement (laughs) that i delivered it uh, and and you said what no inflection and whatever else um, and then the and, and that's for sure a thing you know I'm not a uh, I'm not a rapper even though I mean even though it seems like I am by uh, the line that I just uh, spit yes and um, but anyway I mean um, it was so much fun I mean we had a blast uh, we didn't place at all we lost uh, we had a yeah we totally lost and we had a um, just like GABF. Too soon, JP. Is it too soon? It's too soon. I was trying to relate. Isn't that how you relate to people? No. No? Yeah. Well, he was talking about two well, year ago, GABF. Well, Julian was so busy stealing all the medals. That, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I had, there was no room, uh, man. There was no room. He's not a, he doesn't I work hate on him for that, for sure. He didn't participate in the Battle of the Bands, oh, yeah, did. did he? He did? Oh, he did. Yeah. He did oh, an, that He bastard. did an acoustic set. And that, so the best thing is... <laughs> Did he what? did he sing extreme? <laughs> well, More yeah, so, than words. <laughs> well, so Julian uh, Julian also performed at our anniversary party at Noble, and um, it's so great that like he does this acoustic set, and it's like all of these like you know eighties like epic songs that you know he you know probably played while he was uh, yes. you know uh, when he had hair. <laughs> But it was a garage band with no garage. Well, I was going to say losing his virginity, but okay. I guess that's better. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same thing. Yeah, and so uh, anyway, it's just it's really funny. Like um, you know, he's he's just serenading the crowd with uh, you know these very like light acoustic songs. Like every rose has its thorn. Oh, are we talking here? Oh man, I want to say he did that song, didn't he? I want to say Runaway Train. Oh, oh yeah. he did wow. Runaway Train. Wow. And it's like you know, Runaway Train never coming back. I can't believe I missed this. Uh, can't do anything. Is there a video of this thing or something? Video? It's, it's so amazing. It's, there is. I it's think. so good. I mean, like, yeah, it's like somehow he's able to just like spill out this sex all over everybody. You know, it's just like, 
in, so in your mouth or in your ear. It doesn't matter. Oh, man. Wherever I get it, it's all good. I yeah. love it. Looks like all we're right. going to plan B. Anyway, how much of this beer do you sell? Right, yeah, let's get back to that. Uh, I asked you how popular the... Uh, oh, back in the day IPA. Yeah. Where do you want to go on vacation? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, oh, I'm going to England. Let's um, go. There we go. Uh, with Andy Black from McLeod in August. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Good beer over there. Oh, man, yeah. In England? In McLeod. In, in McLeod. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah both, both. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this for a bit. So, yes. um... <laughs> We're gonna be <laughs> no. All right, I'm derailing us again. JP, shut the fuck up over there. <laughs> yeah, JP. Forget the question about how much you sell. I want to talk about the double IPA now. Okay, wait, hold on. Back in the day, IPA yeah. was outselling our normal oh. IPA when we released it. Wow. And, um Which is our our Back big wig. Day. Our big wig IPA is the beer that we make the most at Noble. And um, I mean, which is funny because I mean we. We rotate through so many different beer styles. Like uh, one of the things that you know, I appreciate with working at Noble is the fact that I have been given carte blanche to do whatever it is I want with the beer program, and so it's been it's been really fun to be able to make whatever we think the beer community needs um, or wants or whatever we're excited about and whatever else. And so um, that's been really cool. But it was interesting to see that like back in the day, IPA like was our number two seller for the week. And uh, it's almost, it's always Naughty Sauce though. Naughty Sauce is our number one, number one. bestseller. So doesn't this make you think, and, and this is not me belittling the quality of the beer, but... Oh, why are you belittling my beer? <laughs> But good names go a long way, right? Like people come in and they go, "Oh, naughty sauce! I'll have one, thank you." You know, or that, back in the day, it's a great beer name. It'll get you to try it. I, I like just you. wonder if that has something to do with you know. You yeah, know, na- naughty sauce is a world class beer. I just gotta say, okay. it's, it's not just the name. Well, but that's but Thank, th- thanks, that could Jay. be so. But that's part of that it. could be so. But that's after the marketing is received, right? And, and also, so the, the first thing you do is you walk in, you look at the, the menu, show. and you go, "Oh, fucking naughty sauce! I'll take it." Keep yeah. in mind, it's Jay complimenting the name right. of a beer. Uh, right. I mean, the Great. most no, awful no, beer name maker beer, not at, the on the name. earth. Apropos. Uh, the, oh, name, the name is way too short. The beer, <laughs> yeah. the beer yeah. is awesome. Yeah. The my, name actually it makes sense, and so you shouldn't. Yeah, so Jay I think my like favorite it. beer name we've ever... Oh, well, you're saying long names. Like uh, We did a beer name called Excuse Me, There's Some Schmutz in My Coffee. <laughs> and uh, That's a good name, Jay. Yeah, I just kept thinking about this idea of a... you know. Uh, excuse me, waitress. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse there's, me. There's some schmutz in my copy. But um, we were talking about uh, Naughty Sauce, I think. And, um, you know, that that it's one of the few times, I think, where we somehow, like, we're not marketing people. We're just some dumb, like, dudes sitting in a brewery and uh, hanging out and drinking together and, like, actually having, like, some fun doing it. And then we come up with, well, Brad comes up with this name for Naughty Sauce. And it's, like, one of the few times where a interesting sort of beer and and a name kind of come together at the same time because there's been so many hits and misses where we yeah. have a, an ama- what we what we think of as a really cool or amazing name for a beer and we and it's a we, bomb. We tag it onto this beer that's a total turd, you know? And it's like and that's a thing. That happens, you know? And then we're like, ah fuck, we can't use that name again. Right. So, oh, a waste of a good name. Yeah. So we're like we wasted this good name. 
So great marketing can be organic. I'm not saying that you guys are sitting around going, hey, we've got to come up with the best name ever. I think that if a group of friends is sitting around, you have a good sense of humor, you come up with some great beer names, and then the marketing just happens. Like It just, it just works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do wear suits uh, when we're coming up with names that we actually change. We put a whole <laughs> bit of a hat, a monocle, um, tails on. You've got to get the feeling. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> you were wearing a top hat when you came up with the name Man's Milk. For your stove, right. you gotta well, put the man's milk somewhere. That's uh, <laughs> that beer is named after a friend of mine, uh, Kyle Manns. That you were very close to. Oh, well, I see. We're very, very close. Yeah, yeah. Close. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, he um, he were he was working at this brewery called Bottle Logic uh, at the time. We worked together at Tap. So um, at Taps, it was uh, me and Victor, and then uh, and then Kyle Manns. And so um, when he was opening up this brewery, Bottle Logic, he's had a milk stout and uh i was telling him like oh man i see you're opening up with a milk stout we just you know have one coming out next next week with one and he's like no you're not Ooh. you're not you're not coming out with a milk stout and so like he was kind of like you know like like playfully offended by and it protective and, and protective. Yeah, serious yeah. About it. like even which is funny because like you know it's a fucking traditional beer style like who gives <laughs> right. a shit yeah, I mean, yeah. and so Four other breweries he brewed it a whole week before thing. you did oh my goodness so uh anyway so I kept joking around like, oh, man, I want to name it after him, like Kyle Mann's Milk Stout or something like that. And nice. The person who was listening uh, was just like, why don't you just call it short and call it Mann's Milk? Done. And so um, anyway, I think it's it's the best beer name, dude. I mean, like where uh, we get so many of these like, you know, uh, real jockey bro uh, dudes that come in and they're just like, weird. I'll take uh, take the Milk Stout. <laughs> They won't. They won't say it. Man. I they love that. Just fuck that. Just, you got to make them all names like that oh, that they can't man. say. Yeah. Oh, I see you have a milk stout up there. I'll have that, please. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and same thing happens with naughty sauce sometimes. Um, I'll take that um, that golden coffee beer, please. You know the the sauce one. That's yeah, fine. yeah. The yeah. sauce. Fucking douchebags. What <laughs> we have naughty sauce on tap here? I think. Uh, don't yeah, I haven't we? got to that yet. Uh, what kind of beer is it? Um, Naughty Sauce is this golden, we call it a golden milk stout with coffee and it's served on nitro. Oh yeah. Um, so we, um, yeah, we use a lot of low colored malts in it and then, uh, some oats and, and a lot of lactose, which is a milk sugar. And then after fermentation, we dump in just a shit ton of fresh roasted ground coffee from Portola Coffee Lab, which just got Roaster of the Year from Roast Magazine. Wow. And, um, Sounds like a good magazine. You know, I think it is. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is I've never actually read it, but it, uh, but, it's I mean, a good come thing on, to quote. You know, magazine. You, you I mean, it, it must there. be the, like, the magazine of coffee. For, yeah, for those coffee guys. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, it's 5.4%, and it's my... Uh, yeah, I think it's like maybe the most interesting beer that we've ever made, and it's the thing that's kind of helped maybe... Put us on the map in okay. a stupid way to, to use a term that kind of sucks. Yeah, Faction had the same kind of response to their beer called Anomaly. Oh, right? that piece of shit. Roger <laughs> Davis, you can go to hell. Oh. And he was like, I don't want this beer to put me on the map. And I'm never going to make it again. Now he makes it every week or something, you know. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a lot of shit talking back and forth about this whole idea of um, where he's he's like, yeah, man, I've been making it for this long. And, this and I'm like, Jesus. well, I never had it and I never heard of that shitty beer. And he came on this show and he didn't even realize he was doing it. But he mentioned that uh, um, Steve Altamari is the one at uh, Altamont. Is that his uh, brewery uh, name? Yeah, Not Altamont. High Water. High Water. 
the is the one who mentioned the idea of the beer to him anyway. So it wasn't even his idea. Oh, crazy. So you can throw that back in his face. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I liked it better right. when you thought he took it from you. Yeah. <laughs> and he took it from somebody else. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about uh, IPAs for a second. You know. Can I move, can I move can we, us along? Well, in, instead, what do you think about talking about maybe IPAs? Okay. I'll go with that. But only this one time. But neither. So I had your Baby Gaga the beginning of the show, which is like Session IPA. Yeah, I, man, I'm really on the fence with that name. I, th- I feel like it's pretty stupid. Terrible. I mean, it's, it's stupid, it's but good at the same it's time. It's no rare barrel name, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, those guys are killing it with those names. They went to yeah. college. I, I had to... Oh, man, I, I didn't know... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce uh, apropos. That was really. <laughs> I thought that was the thing you spray. Apro. Seventy percent iso. It was so apropos of an apropos of nothing. Isopropyl. I really showed yeah, my isopropyl. intelligence yeah. quick whenever I was trying to tell the guys at Noble about the beer the day after I had. I'm like, oh man, I had this beer uh, with my wife on our porch. It was so magical. Apropro. <laughs> right. And, and they're like, yeah. uh, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, apropro of nothing. Yeah. And I'm like. And yeah. so Brad, Brad's always, Brad's wife's a. Um, There's an S at the end of that. A pro pros, I think it is. <laughs> there was a, yeah, a pro pros. This is what Rare Barrel does. Like they just exist to make other people feel stupid, and I think that's mean. Oh, I know, man. This yeah. segment brought to you by the Rare Barrel. <laughs> you yeah. mentioned there was a sponsor earlier, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, sexy the other radio voice. I think yeah. When it comes to sexy radio voices, I think Matt has all of us beat. Let's hear that uh, that Mexican one that you do. <laughs> The Me- like the, there's like the uh, like the like the Mexican like radio announcer guy that like you know uh, uno dos tres. It's really yeah, it'll it's give like, us. Yeah, really just, easy when you're like let me, oh let me, yes you're not on the spot at all yeah. like, oh, oh it's, it's, it's going to be sorry, great sorry, I'm sure. sorry. Like, yeah you uh, got this yeah. uno cero seis punto cinco <laughs> you know one of those kind of things it's a great it's, it's a great cinco 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 that's back when men were men right there <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Back Can we talk day. about IPAs for just a second? All right, all right. Jesus. Let's talk about IPAs. I really like them. And, yeah, no one um, ever talks about IPAs. Well, all I want to mention is that, and I don't know if, you, I don't, I don't know if you're going to like it, but I don't. I also don't care. <laughs> Hold on, I'm adjusting my mic. You're I'm ready. So, Baby Gaga. Oh, I, no, I think every time I hear that name, I hate it. It's <laughs> I think, your name. It's not like I'm naming the beer. Uh, when I hear somebody else say it out loud, I think your it just sounds... session IPA. It really does well, sound like Jay a turd name. It. Jay, why don't you say it? You have a good voice. Baby Gaga. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it is bad. You're right. It's terrible. You guys still bad. bad. Yeah, still bad. the sound effects for that All right, one? But now I'm having... It's it's your your double IPA. Like Wakatu, Watuka. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, I have no idea how to say it, but so what we've gone on record of just calling it Walk a two shot. You okay. have to say it like a Maori tribesman, right? You have to like do it with your tongue out at the end. Walk a two. Walk a two. You know, I like see. you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, like, real aggressively. Chicago. So my comment about the two beers, and I'm worried that this is an obvious statement, but I feel like the double IPA yes. is more balanced than the session IPA. <laughs> I grab the double Thank IPA, you. and I'm worried that it's going to be like a, a too much of a punch in the face, yeah. a little too bitter or something. Uh, but it's a wonderfully balanced double IPA. Thank you. And then, and the only other IPA I've had of yours tonight is the Baby Gaga. Uh, so, oh, what a terrible name! Do you? What do you think about like? What do you? Uh, so uh, when you say uh, maybe not as balanced in so your the terms. Baby Gaga to me is a pretty in your face session IPA. Yeah, there's a lot of hops, go, uh, you know, popping out of there, yeah, and obvi- yeah. so that's why I'm worried this is an obvious statement and not a lot of backbone to to, to back it up. There's also there's a little bit of. Um, 
diacetyl DMS. No, diesel uh, fuel. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Like kerosene, like a diesel fuel. Shut up. Like no a, way. Just like a little. It's, well, it's a hot flavor. Though. No, no, no. But what, it's a hot flavor. What's awesome about that is we use like the slightest little pinch of Nelson in the dry hop. Okay. So you're a true bastard with your fucking flavor. Like, with Picking your, out with that one thing. That you somehow picked out the two pounds of Nelson <laughs> that we put into that beer. Is that what it is, a Nelson thing? Ah, man, you're a turd. You're a real... <laughs> like, I, I can't... like. But I like Nelson. Oh, usually. Or, or well, <laughs> just, not, you, just not your Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't yeah, know how to use it yet. But then I get to uh, whack it to, uh, well, wait, and uh, whack, and it's like, a oh, and it's a it's a wonderfully balanced like double IPA. It's got it's got all that hop character I want, but but plenty of body to back it up. It's not bitter, so I feel like there's a lot of late addition and sure. not a lot of. Uh, and I just I don't know. Uh, I just wondered if you felt the same. That the that is a session IPA supposed to be unbalanced. You know, <laughs> if it's balanced. <laughs> If it was supposed to have diesel, yeah, I was about to say, you know, um, I hope that's uh, bad. The, well. No, I don't think it's bad at all. Like, I think that this, this like, it's such a brewer's term uh, to use balance. Oh man, this beer is balanced. Jay, I love this sour that you made. It's balanced, and you're like, I agree. No, yeah. it's not balanced. You stupid bastard! It's, it's it's sour. Like if it was balanced, it wouldn't be sour. It wouldn't be sweet. It would be balanced. Okay. And so Landers. anyway, I appreciate the fact that you don't think that the session IPA is balanced because I do want like um, I do want some lingering bitterness and I do want some dryness and I want like you know this this idea of like your thirst never being quenched. You know where yeah yeah um, if you can. You know, uh, for a beer like that, if you can make it just right, which I don't think we've gotten there yet, is um, you have just enough lingering bitterness to dry out the palate and then just keep like, drink another one, just drinking, you know, glass after glass. And for me, that um, that beer accomplishes that. OK, um, but for like Wakatu, you know, I think that the um, we do we have a really simple um, beer recipe for that for homebrewers out there. Yeah, it's a mix of uh, three different base malts. Um, Bohemian Pilsner malt, um, two row malt, and um, what Golden Promise? Golden Promise. Yeah, Simpsons. I, I'm a huge fan of Simpsons malt. Um, mm-hmm. And then some corn sugar uh, at maybe eight or ten percent. Um, we then use just one hop variety throughout the entire beer. Uh, so bittering. We just do two. We only do two additions in the brew house. It's the. Uh, Bittering and Whirlpool, and that's it. On all your beers, you're saying, um, or, or just this one? Most of them. Okay. So, like most hot, like so, like the Session IPA, for instance, that's just a Whirlpool edition, and there's no other editions um, for that. For the Wakatu showers, on the other hand, or our showers beers, it's always a pretty big bittering charge, and then um, a big Whirlpool edition, and then you know we send it off to the fermenter, we ferment it, and then we dry hop it pretty heavy too. Okay, um, all done with that one hot variety, so that we can really get a good like idea of whether or not like that hop is rad or it's a turd or if it's like a good base or if like you know um like we've done citra simcoe amarillo mosaic um we did sriracha ace pretty recently and that's a hot variety that a lot of people either hate or they hate and uh <laughs> um, it was so fun though because like uh we made this beer and it was just when it was fresh, there was so much pina colada character in this. There was so mm-hmm. much toasted coconut. I've never experienced anything like that in a beer. And um, as it aged, this you know 
dill character and this lemon character kind of came out more and more and it's like so funny to me that there's this like a uh, cult following of people that are like once they smell any dill in in sriracha ace apparently that's a bad thing and so it's like just really funny to me where it's like instant yeah like it's, it's, it's a it's a uh, yeah it's like instant like you know poopy face kind of thing and it's like <laughs> uh when instead like where else do you experience that in the beer world? It's not an off flavor. Like that's totally rad that we're able to get that from hops. So, yeah, yeah. Um, are you doing the single hop beers so that you can continue to do single hop beers, or so that you can learn about that one hop and then blend them? So for this, for the um, for the showers beers, I think we started out doing those because when I started at Noble, we um, as a group just really didn't know much about how to use hops very well. And so, like, we experimented a lot, man. I mean, so one of the things that we were really excited about was doing these single hop beers so that we can learn about, like, hey, what's Citra all about all by itself? What's Mosaic all about? You know, and what's Simcoe and Amarillo and all these other hops? And so it's like, you know, we've, for us and our palates, you know, when we went to go do Centennial, um, we did Centennial showers, right? No. We totally did. <laughs> By the way, on the mic with Evan now is uh, Matt Fance. Fonts. Yeah, yeah, close enough. It works. France. Yeah, France. Wait, I don't know, man. You know what? No R, but it, Fonts. Works, yeah. It's Fonts. Matt Fonts. He, he's so offended by everybody pronouncing his last name incorrectly that I never know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> he's so very versions. uptight, I could tell. I, just, out uh, in the bar, he's uptight. Yeah. Fonts. Matt Fance. Fonts. Fonts. Well, Brad has Brad has said his last name incorrectly so many times that like I I legitimately can't remember how do you say your last name. I always remember by saying Francy Pants. Francy oh. Pants. Yeah, Francy Pants. That works. But then that's wrong. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Fancy Pants. <laughs> wait, wait. Fancy Pants. Are we going it's off fonts. on a tangent? It's fonts. are we Not on a tangent? Uh, no, no way. No. Hey, what about? No, just think of uh, Times New Roman when you think about me. <laughs> It's easy. Come on, well done. It's easy. All right, I'm Helvetica. Put that in my brain over here. Hey, what about the uh, the Equinox showers? Because I came down and that was TBA showers. TBA. Sorry, yeah, that's what it was officially. That was that was such a cool situation for us. Thank you. I remember you, uh, Jay came came down to Noble and uh, he got legitimately drunk at Noble and then true. And then no. left <laughs> responsibly. And drunk. then he left. We 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 both left Noble pretty drunk. Went back to my place, and then I made uh, I want to say six old fashions for you in a row. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's going on the under right you, there. Drinking like when Jay then men. Jay then woke up the next day. Uh, oh whoa, where are we going here? And <laughs> in your bed, he, he didn't even think. He, he thought it was a joke that I was waking him up, and then. <laughs> Uh, and then on the way to the brewery's anniversary, this was last year, uh, you, what did you blow? <laughs> Let's put that in context, huh? <laughs> uh, no, like, we're talking about a breathalyzer. And okay. by the way, this whole time, I'm not, I'm not driving anywhere. Good. Yes, yes, Fair yes. Let, yeah, yeah, we do need to put that out there because that was, that's a true statement. I'm flying yeah. my helicopter. So <laughs> I'm, I'm dry, you know, What did being, you blow? Being driven yes. to, the, to someplace. I think Alex day. was driving you. Alex was driving, and uh, I may have been close to at or maybe even above the California legal limit the next morning. <laughs> this, is a, this is like 12, uh, eight hours morning. later. Listen, that's the best way to wake up because you don't wake up with a hangover. Uh, no, I can say it's not the best way. To wake up. <laughs> Are you yeah, You're going to go on record saying that, or is that off the record? Yes, that is my statement. Okay, good. good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank right. You. Your deposition is being taken. Uh, so we did this beer uh, called Equinox. 
showers or I mean sorry it was called TBA showers to be announced and so this is very rare barrel namey of you thank you way. thank you yeah well the hop didn't have a name yet okay so what was what was so cool about this whole experience was that the um, the hop farmer himself um, I I met him earlier that year um, up, up in Yakima and they he, he was saying that they were going to release this this hop variety and so I ended up schmoozing with him a little bit and talking to him and and was like hey you know it'd be pretty fun if we could maybe get that hop uh and so he ended up uh graciously like sending it sending us down this hop variety um that didn't even have a name it still had a number um hbc that 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 and yeah um we ended up making this beer with it and i kept emailing him back and forth like hey i know you're gonna give this a name man what's the name what's the name he's like oh, i can't i can't give it to you yet man like that's the you know I, I can't have this beer come out before the name is you know released and so we ended up making labels for it and everything like that, and we released the beer like two days before they gave it the name. <laughs> and so, uh, so it was yeah, TBA showers, and then it was released. Uh, we went to CBC, the Craft Brewers Conference, and then when we came back, um, uh, it was yeah, Equinox was the name of it, and it was. I mean that that hop is so cool, and uh, it was. So, just, what are some characteristics of this hop? You know, off the top of my head. Um, I want to say that 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 hop in particular, you know, it has a pretty big like sort of blueberry character, um, and you that that character is kind of uh, really fun, um, like reminiscent of like some uh, natural processed coffees where there's this like really big blueberry character where they get this sort of cool fermenty um, uh, character, and it's uh, that's definitely very present, but for the most part, it's all just really beautiful ripe fruit and some okay some cantaloupe and what about this you say uh, dank bro i you know <laughs> i i hate the word dank uh i love the cellar maker guys by the way but i hate <laughs> yeah. i, I, I think the word shirt. like the word dank is so like uh i don't know it's just it's 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 just childish well it just brings it down like it brings down like like wow, i really yeah. like like i really you guys like are off base look man i really like beer and i like fucking around for sure but like Square. You guys are on the highway to the dankers. Like when we, when we, you know, put. I'm gonna have um, to ask you to never do that again. Wow, Bevo just put the gauntlet down on you. That's a cellar maker beer, Bevo. Cross promo. You know when we. uh, I see your point here. You're just trying to say like we don't have to dumb it down. Yeah, like when we give you know uh, flavor profiles or something, we give them you know things that matter like uh, Starburst, uh, white gummy bears. Um, I thought we uh, made those up. Uh, a Jolly Rancher character. Never heard uh, of Pete Strings of Saturn. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. Pete Strings of Saturn. Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's a weakness on our show, too. We fall back on some of these uh, sort of generic terms that don't say a whole lot. Uh, Nicole Ernie's come on the program and, and, and said that to us Who? a few times. Uh I, I think we fall into this category, too. We screw up, too. I wish we had more descriptors like that, which actually say something. Like, if you say white gummy bear, people listening go... It's oh, a yeah. thing. Oh, you I've had that. Yeah. And it's it's more descriptive than yeah. some of these generic ones. And well, so I like your attitude on this. I think well, it, I think you're right. It's so I mean, oh, man, it's so easy though to just um not give it some thought. Yeah. Release a beer. Yeah. You're you're busy beyond belief anyway. And so like you put together this flavor profile, like, yeah. Uh it's herbal, it's earthy. Grapefruit, piney, uh dink. Boom. Grapefruit, piney, dank. Yeah. IPA. Grapefruit, yeah. Boom. Yeah. IPA. Yeah. Boom. Got it. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's the, like a lot of times thing. Jay? Oh, I was just going to say about the Equinox beer, something that's a single hop double IPA, the thing, you know, you're talking about the blueberry, the 
kind of fruitiness of, of coffee sometimes. What struck me about that beer, it was a complete picture of an IPA, a balanced IPA, all from one hop. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I almost couldn't believe it was from a single hop. Okay. You know how, you know, and I know, Tasty, you can appreciate this, layering of hops, you know, you go two hops, maybe sometimes a third hop. You don't want to layer it too much, but a single hop can sometimes be one note or maybe two notes. This was like a complete yeah. symphony. Yeah, yeah. Fermented equinox seems different than done. I mean, it, it once it goes to fermentation, it does a change, and it doesn't all change. So you end up with that layering, even if you didn't want it. Just such a cool is, thing about that beer. Is Mosaic another example of a, a hop like that that has so many uh, different characteristics that it's kind of a full hop? Because when, yeah. you, when you talk about that, like one hop that has a lot of things, I think of Mosaic. Yeah, I, I, and I, can, I totally agree with that. I mean, um, Mosaic is a, a full expression as well. Um, you know, as we've gone through these single hop beers and these IPAs, it's just like... There's certain there's certain ones that like uh, you know Amarillo comes to mind where Amarillo is this just top note this 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 one thing that's totally rad yeah um, but like you you need this base and so you know um, as brewers you kind of continue to figure out for your palate like what that needs that goes along with it and mm-hmm. so you know for me it's you know Chinook is a is a is a beautiful accompaniment with. Amarillo or Mosaic is a really nice accompaniment. And oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like, it needs like, it's such a yeah. um, one dimension, one, one dimensional, one like yeah. top, like citrusy sort of character that uh, comes across to some people maybe as BOE. Um, and it also kind of has uh, a lot of times this um, overripe pineapple sort of character. Or what were we going to say? We we're going to say Capis. No, that's a different hop. Simcoe is the <laughs> Wakatu is a hop, right? Yeah. That's what this beer is. What, what characteristics are, are in that hop? So Wakatu, for me, uh, so New, New Zealand hop variety. Um, and uh, I want to say it's from Ruwaka, if I remember correctly, the Ruwaka area. And so uh, that hop is, for me, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of lime character. Um, there's this, uh, you know, this is really nice herbal character that kind of reminds me of Shiso, which is like... Um, she says this really beautiful herb that is a mix of like, um, mint and basil. It's a Japanese herb. Um, and then, um, I'm growing, I'm getting a blank. So I'm not drinking it at the moment. Uh, I'm finding it. Well, as soon as you said lime, that's a great descriptor that I haven't heard, uh, attributed to a hop before, but I feel like this, you mentioned, uh, Nelson earlier, which is like everybody hates it. So the descriptors you gave for this are like sort of right on the fence of the Nelson, right? Like the Nelson, it goes sort of lemony and it's herbally like you're talking about, but more toward what people don't like. This one is on the fence more toward what people do like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Nelson, I mean, Nelson's, um, man, Nelson's the one of the cooler hot varieties I've ever worked with. I like Nelson, by the way. I do not fall in the I hate or I hate camp. Um, however, I've had some pretty shitty Nelson beers. Oh, man. I mean, I've had... You know, I've had a lot of shitty beers with great ingredients. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that's a, that's a thing, man. I mean, like, you know, um, just just like I've gotten the best ribeye from my local butcher and gone home and fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's a thing, man. I mean, um, just because you're using great ingredients doesn't mean you're making a great product. Yeah. And the same thing is said for, like, I've seen breweries that don't use expensive ingredients and they end up making these fantastic beers and you're just like, 
what do you know that I don't know, man? Like, <laughs> right. like you're able to take the what I would consider like a you know shitty caramel malt or you know base malt or whatever else or you know 2012 uh, hops, and you're able to just squeeze out this beautiful baby. You know, uh, it just, how does it, that happen? I don't like, know. I mean, like yeah, it's like you know, it, it's it's weird, but like um, Coors. I mean, <laughs> like JP's favorite Coors. Yeah. Well, banquet. Right. Cur- I, I, right. Coors. Yeah. No, uh, it's banquet, so it's Coors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Coors. Yes. yes. Get it right. It's more elegant, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's Whoa, that, uh, hey, uh, by the way, he was screaming. calling Matt an asshole, not me. Uh, right. He, he, he was looking <laughs> right past Evan. <laughs> okay, Sorry, just a uh, listener, you can't see that eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me do this real quick. Uh, Beer Connoisseur Magazine, great magazine that's out there. Uh, they're putting out a new uh, uh, a new product right now, and you can get in at a, at a founding membership. They're putting out the Beer Connoisseur Club. Uh, it's by Beer Connoisseur Magazine, of course. Of course, and you can go to Kickstarter and check it out. Uh, yeah. Search uh, Beer Connoisseur. Uh, your name will be recognized as a founding member in the fall magazine issue. Uh, if you go support on Kickstarter, uh, it'll include a one-year subscription to Beer Connoisseur Magazine, which is a, a beautiful uh, tribute to beer. That magazine's just wonderful. Uh, membership uh, card proudly displaying your love of beer. Discounts and incentives with the Beer Connoisseur Global Partners. And uh, access and discounts to beer events, festivals worldwide. Online club community. Invitations to club exclusive ed- events. Regular e-newsletters uh, with members, highlights, events, and uh, all the newest partners that are part of the Connoisseur Club. So uh, they've been, you know, you could look back in our archives and we had the Beer Connoisseur Magazine people on the program uh, right when they were starting up, too, and they're passionate about beer, and now they're taken to the next level with the Beer Connoisseur Club. Go check it out on Kickstarter and support them so they can uh, give you a new club to join. Yeah, and do help that. You out. Yeah. Um, so we're running out of time, but I'm not done talking beer with you guys. So I wonder, I'd like to take a break. You know what? Let's come back tomorrow. You oh. want to just come back tomorrow? <laughs> oh, never mind. My car no. got broken into. Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, the car got broken into. Did oh. it really? Oh, I didn't oh, tell yeah. you about oh, that. Yeah. Up here? Next segment. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys come up here? Uh, was this the cliffhanger? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just yeah, yeah. teased the next Wait. cliffhanger? After the break. Oh, my God. Could you imagine what happened? All right. Oh, man. Let's just say don't go to San Francisco. Yes. Uh, or Oakland. Yeah. For that don't, don't even do it. It happened out front I think of Cellar Maker, right? Frisco or San what? Uh, look, I wouldn't call it out right in front of Cellar Maker. It was at least like 500 feet away. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. At least that's where the car was the last time you saw it. So here's, oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, terrible Bay Area resident. I don't know San Francisco all that well. But um, early on when City Beer Store opened up, which was uh, it's just right up the street from um, Cellar Maker, I had interviewed the guy on, on our FM radio show. And I remember in the pre-interview before the show, he came in and he was telling me that somebody had gotten shot in front of the, in front of like across the street the day before or something. Oh wow! And I think that the area has gotten uh, well, somewhat better. You didn't get shot. It's, but, a, uh, it's a lot nicer but, now. He probably just <laughs> a lot nicer. It, it, it's a, it is a no fine. one offered me a shot while I was on that <laughs> okay, street good. for sure. I would have loved to take a shot, but <laughs> just crack. I remember talking to this guy and going, "Wait, somebody got shot outside your store." In San Francisco, this is insane. And he's like, yeah, if, if we could not talk about that on the show, that would be cool. <laughs> well, he probably did it. But this was like fucking eight years ago, so I'm talking about it now. I, yeah. There's a statute of limitations. Right. And I'm past it. That'll right. be okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a big word thing, but uh, yeah. I it's actually a new rare barrel beer that's coming out. It's called yeah. the Statue of Limitations. Of Spring Limitation. 2016. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird name. Yeah, we're all submitting names, too. Oh, oh, here comes Brad. He's going to watch. Here, here. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brad, can I get a beer? 
Um, let's see. I'll take a. I'll take a naughty sauce. Great. We're gonna take a quick break. Oh no no. Walk a two. Walk two showers. When we yeah one. Am I in your way, Evan? Oh hold on hold on hold on hold on. Brad Brad. Can I get? Uh, let's see. Oh Matt, what do you want? You want to order for everybody? Uh yeah. Uh, Pilsner sounds nice. Okay yeah. cool. So one Pilsner Beardy dude. Uh, how about Beard. that walk a two? Shut the fuck up, Beardy. I'll take a Moscow showers. Oh. oh. Yeah, man. Every time he poops. That's a cocktail. I don't know if you had that last night. Oh, man. But, uh... All I know, man, is that's a wet dream for sure. <laughs> Moscow shower. Oh. <sighs> All right. When we come back, we've got uh, – we have more things to do. Yeah. More beer to try. More things to do. We've got beer news uh, and other stuff. Uh, we're here with the Noble Ale something, guys. Oh, cool. And the traffic. Good job. Noble – wait. You try it out again. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, whatever. It's the session. We'll be right back. <laughs> Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of meat on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the meat category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? 
What? Seriously. What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNARMY and use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Welcome back. This is Evan Price with Noble Ale Works. Killing it. Killing it. Okay, I, I have nothing more to say. All right, sorry, go ahead. Now you have, no, you had to go like uh, traffic and weather together at the top of the hour. Remind me your, uh, remind me your name again. I, uh, I keep uh, fucking it up somehow. Uh, it was uh, uh, Chustin? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. And I think I'm drinking the Nasty Juice. Yeah! Nasty sauce, nasty sauce. It's on, it's on tap here at the Hop Grenade. Hey, real quick, before we get further into this nonsense, uh, the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival is upon us Friday, July 17th and July 18th. You can get tickets now. It's at Pleasant Hill Park for you local folks here around the Hop Grenade. Enjoy a day of beer tasting, delicious food, and free music. The bands of the Chris Kane Band, Frankie G and Conviction, Spin Out, uh, Karumpus Room, the Used Blues Band. There's also a Friday night pre-party concert on, on the 19th where uh, there'll be music from the Big Jungle, food, beer, and wine from 6 to 9 p.m. So go check it out, the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival, Friday, July 17th, and Saturday, July 18th. And we're going to be there. In fact, I think Bevo is going to be there uh, showing off her goods. That's wow. so cool. Uh, That's so I, cool. I mean, our merchandise. Uh, You'll be there uh, with our merchandise. I will be there with your merchandise. That's what I meant by our goods. And by that, I mean your junk. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. Goodness. Wow. <laughs> there showing off our junk. Well, hopefully someone will want it. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That was pretty Finally. Clever. Kate hasn't wanted it this entire time. Yeah. Nasty juice is really good. Oh, uh, thank you, Chustin. <laughs> <laughs> Chestin? Uh. Chest. Ch- Cheston, Cheston. Uh, okay, so you're drinking naughty sauce. Naughty sauce. That coffee flavor is pretty incredible. Thanks, man. There's, coffee There's actually it. no coffee in it at all. Oh, that's already, weird. Already so um, <laughs> I we, say coffee flavor. It's a new single hop. Uh, yeah, that's so that's a, a new hop variety right there. <laughs> it's called Justin. It's called Cool Beans. Oh, man. You said that. Jay, you have to leave now. Oh, that's the worst, (laughs) That was the the worst. Things are going so well. Save it for the car, Jay. Jay has a couple things that, like, (laughs) no, come back. Just sit on the couch right out there. All right, come back, Jay. He's to be respected. What's up, Jay? Oh, Jay's back. Yay. I love it when Jay comes back. Oh, man, that's what my dad used to do. Uh, Wait, he's out for a pack of cigarettes. Your dad came back? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so awesome sauce or whatever. Okay, so you're drinking naughty sauce. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I, I talked about that beer a little bit earlier, and um, I think this was uh, – yeah, this beer has been really fun for us. We um, – haven't you know done anything with it in regards to like big metals or anything like that? But it's uh, but you could this could be in your future. Where's the coffee place? You mentioned um, the name, oh, but where is it? So Portola Coffee Lab. It's in Orange County. Like um, I don't know, badass roastery, and they yeah. um, they're just they're so legit, man. I mean Jeff Dugan, the owner of the place, he <laughs> dr- or drives flies out to uh, these different countries, and he cups and tastes all of these different um beans uh different kinds of beans and um you know he decides what they're going to have in house and he really puts so much thought and time into uh the flavor profiles of what their coffees are going to be and then how to brew them and and how do you put it in the beer what's the form of well you know i listen to the show somewhat regularly and usually the answer is I can't tell you that or whatever it is. Which but, always pisses me off. Oh, it drives me nuts, man. Um, so I can't tell you that. So, uh, yeah, it's so easy. I'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> what we do. Uh, so we, we bring the tank down to 38 degrees after fermentation. Um, and then one guy gets on the grinder. The other guy gets on the ladder. And they continue to pass um, bags of fresh ground coffee Coffee has this, uh, within the first 15 minutes of being ground, it's still releasing CO2. And so if you want to minimize, one, oxidation, but then also, two, if you want to get the most character out of the beans, you really want to get it in there as soon as possible, as soon as it's ground. And so we're able to get it in there within, you know, a couple minutes of each addition. And so we put some positive pressure on the tank and we just start dumping it in through the dry hot port. Okay. Um, with a fine grind, and um, it settles to the bottom of the conical fermenter, and then we transfer it to a a uh, bright tank um, after we let it sit, and then there's really like it's kind of all this coffee dust that ends up getting transferred with it. I call it coffee dust, and that to me has this really terrible like cigarette character. And the first time that we made it, I. Was so bummed out because I uh, I was tasting this beer straight out of the tank um, right before we transferred, and then we transferred, and I was like, oh man, I must have mixed up and whatever else happened. And so it was this total like turd, you know. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this was not what we were expecting to make, and this was over two and a half years ago at this point. And anyway, after that coffee dust kind of settles, which is about, um, I think it takes a couple days. I think it's three days. And then, after that point, it's ready to go. Okay. Is it? Is it? It's coffee dust. Is I it, call is it coffee it, dust. It, I know it's a stupid term. Is it coffee character in the yeast? Actually, or no, I wouldn't say that. It's actually clear, except for this coffee flavor. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, like this, like you know, this all this coffee. Um, Just finely ground coffee. Right? Yeah, coffee yeah. particles. So phys- yeah. Physically, is particles of coffee. Yeah, right. totally. And so they like they ended up like making it in this transfer over because we you know don't know how to do anything correctly at Noble and <laughs> right and uh, and so it ends up in this like uh, like you know being um, within this this beer uh, and so, okay, so so the, yeah so the first time that we we did it we were like pretty bummed out and then um, but it after, drops out in the bright tank obviously. it drops out in the bright tank and then you end up with this totally rad beer ish yeah ish well 
I, so this is, yeah. What, what the you, CO2 part, I think, is new information on the BN. Of all the coffee additions uh, I've ever asked people about, and some have answered, I don't think anybody said, hey, it's still releasing CO2 when it's freshly ground. That's a nice piece of info. Yeah, I don't like to tell people that for sure. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't, nobody well, listens. No. So. It, it depends on how, yeah. how long after it's been roasted. Oh, yeah, I see. Yes. So uh, we get ours. Ours are, you know, I mean, ours is roasted that morning, and so... We are, uh, you know, like a common, th- a thought, pro- like some, some some food for thought for people that are doing coffee beers out there is the fact that like, just because you can brew a rad cup of coffee with that coffee bean doesn't mean it's going to end up, you know, being good in the beer. Yeah. And the same can be applied to, to hops when you're doing hop selection and you're doing these other things to where there's a difference between what you smell and taste outside of the beer and then what it does in the beer. And so... When you look at something like coffee, I mean, um, we take some different pers- uh, some we we go a different direction with the coffee, which I can't share. Uh, that's one thing I won't share about. But uh, the 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 long and the short of it is is the fact that like, um, <laughs> do you eat the of- coffee and then shit it out and oh. then grind grind it? Oh, it's a delicacy. Yeah. That uh, that might be the that's the reason why this beer is so it. rare. Yeah, it takes us a while to you know squeeze one out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So if freshly ground coffee is releasing CO two, how come you don't get like fine bubbles in coffee that you brew with fresh grounds? Absolutely, you do. So if you, you do, if you, yeah. So if you when you fresh grind some coffee, you have this you have this process known as the bloom, and so um, whenever you um, you obviously. Don't make good coffee at home. I guess not. <laughs> well, isn't this a beer show? But if you, yeah, it, here's you, here's why. And I'm not I'm not you, trying to throw you under the bus here. But he just uses the normal like a Mister Coffee like to make it. But like if you French press, oh. you see the you actually see what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean if you French press, you can see that. But if you do a pour over method um, or K cup. <laughs> what <laughs> the K cup? The K cups also there's like on what's, top of that. What's the K cup? The curate. It's, act- oh, it's, it's, it's really similar. It, it looks like your mash looks. So you grind up all this grain, right? And then you barely add enough water. That's like the pour-over method with the coffee. Yeah. You're, and it expands because so, it's absorbing the moisture. Okay. So when you um, – so, yeah, so if, if you're looking at like a, you know, making a, ba- uh, making a, a small cup of coffee, um, use the using the pour-over method, whenever you have this um, – uh, it's a, let's see, it's a V-shaped brewer, and so you add the coffee in there um, that you just ground. And whenever you add the hot water, like immediately, you see this stuff bubbling and releasing CO2. Hmm. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty fun thing to the point to where, like, whenever you brew a cup of coffee, like, you 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 wet the grounds and you give it 30 seconds to to bloom and to release that CO2 because otherwise, like, you're, you're, um, you're not going to get the sort of... Um, Extraction. extraction that you're hoping for. You guys are a team. You know, we finish each other's sentences. sandwiches. Wow, look at these guys. Man, like the same sandwiches. person. Sandwiches, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Sharing sandwiches, sandwiches, man. Good beer. Good beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to it's a dank beer. But anyway, well, it's like, I, uh, dank so I'm a, I'm a huge coffee fan, and, you know, um, I think that's why, I mean, like, Imbibe Magazine is my personal favorite magazine where it's like, um, a mix of the things that I really appreciate, where it's coffee, beer, cocktails, and then yeah, just a little bit about wine every once in a while. And um, 
It's it yeah it's it, it it's great to to be able to get all of that in one magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, they paid me money. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you getting like a per subscription? <laughs> uh, it's really almost as good as beer connoisseur. Beer connoisseur is like a little bit better. <laughs> yes, thank you. Like just a little bit. It's yeah. more focused, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can imbibe if you're a connoisseur. All right, I have to move us on a little bit. We're still going to talk. Uh, are they a paid sponsor? All our clothes Hubble. got stolen. I, I also do want to point out, Jay, that there is a. I just googled it because I'm curious. There is a magazine about water. It's called Water. Just, it's called Water. Yeah, okay, that's my favorite. It's called We're li- in a trap. Liquid. Yeah. That's why I like to read it. It's, it's called, not based out of California. No. Clearly, it's, water uh, is the essence of wetness. <laughs> in wetness. Oh man, that's Zoolander right there, man. You are all. He did it. We don't have enough cameras in the studio no, to see no. right now that Jay is Zoolander. What is right. he's doing? His blue mealy look. Blue <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, a couple of things that we have to do. Uh, we got to do a little beer news uh, before the end of the program. So, how about we do that right now? Uh, we have some beer news, Moscow. Uh, yes, we do. All right, beer news is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Has anyone in this room had a Bex recently? Oh, dude, I crushed it. <laughs> but have just, you, but have just you had today? It? <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't open it. So uh, you, my friend, uh, are soon going to be eligible for a refund Ooh. on that Bex you drank. Oh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris told me that I get to get a refund. Yeah, really? but by stepping all over your thing. No, no. <laughs> oh, he. Oh, no, no. He, what did he say? Like, yeah, you get your money back if you don't like it. And wait, then is he, that Heineken or he, best? I think it's Heineken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not from him, from someone at Heineken. Wait, oh, wait, man. wait. Hang on. Neil Patrick Harris is a spokesman for Heineken yeah. right now? Oh, yeah. yes. He Not did a that. Super Bowl commercial. shit up, dude. All right. Who's the way, Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> Doogie. Why do, you, why do you guys Sorry, Doogie, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Sorry. Oh, is that the How I Met Your Mother guy? Yes. Bex won an award. We like to cite 30-year-old shows, not recent shows. Sorry. Sorry, Evan. We forgot that you're 17. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that shows from when you can, uh, you men can used to be men, you know? Yeah. I just got to say, Bex won an award at World Beer Cup, and then Kanye came up and stole it. It was, <laughs> it was really weird. That was the worst joke ever. That was so good. Nobody laughed. Well, I, I think I feel like his last one was yeah. worse. That one was just more elaborate. He Southwest. did get up and leave the last time he He's talked. sitting there like, just like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this joke right now. <laughs> can, we, can we actually create a soundboard that only has cricket sounds? For Jay? For just jo- bad jokes. Uh, or just Jay. For just Jay? Is that what you meant? No, he's not the only one that makes bad jokes. <laughs> right. He's just the newest one. Right. All right. What do we have for Bex? Yeah, well, a refund if uh, if you can uh, produce, val- produce valid receipts, uh, as much as 50 bucks uh, of uh, that refund. Um, it's part of a uh, class action lawsuit, the, the settlement, claiming that uh, AB tricked consumers into believing that the beer was an authentic German Pilsner. Oh. In point of fact, it's brewed in St. Louis since 2012. And even if without receipts, because who saves those, you may be entitled to as much as, hold on to your seats, $12. Whoa! Hey, How do I sign up for this? I could, buy, I could buy one six-pack of craft beer with that refund. Well, not not if it's um, grapefruit sculpin, but otherwise, yes. <laughs> Everything else. almost Regular buy sculpin. that Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 oh this, it was 14 <laughs> Yeah. I, I bought this uh, I bought this Hawaiian shirt at Ross. I just want to point out. It's awesome. You dressed for That's less. why I don't like yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, I bought a pair of shorts and Beardy's socks blind. and panties. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. We didn't you, talk about you our parking broken into. Yeah, I got a new set oh. of panties. Oh, oh no. <laughs> All right, answer. Beck sucks. Yeah. So the, the story there is that Beck sucks, and AB lied again, and somebody's suing. Nobody lied. So you yeah, got no bro- one lied. Come on. So you if got broken freaking- into, and all your clothes got stolen. Okay, check this out. 
So we go over to this beautiful brewery in San Francisco called Cellar Maker. Yeah. Never heard of it. They have some dank stuff over there. <laughs> the dankest. The dankest of dank. Uh, but anyway, yeah. We uh, And then we walk over to this place called City Beer Store that's pretty rad, man. And safe, by the way. Very I safe. I had that... Uh, that uh, Jay, can you pronounce the Santi beer for me? This, the, what's the name of that brewery? Santi Adarius. Oh, yeah. there they are. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't speak English good. What do you mean Equinox now? <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, um, we get back to our car, and yeah, some asshole broke into our car. He cracked the windshield, or not the windshield, the uh, passenger side door. Yeah. And just grabbed, uh. he grabbed uh, my backpack, Matt's backpack, and left all the beer. Really? Wow. Yeah, legitimately. I mean, we had two cases of beer sitting right there that all the glasses covered. What a terrible bum. Well, well, oh, really, dude. He probably tasted one. It was like, oh, I'd rather have the backpack. Yeah, it was, oh. the, uh, it was the Rhett beer. So yeah. it was like, oh, this is This bad. session IPA is not balanced. Right. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. And the name's stupid. Yeah. So, uh, so Matt and I had to, we woke up this morning and we went to Ross. And we had this original idea of like both buying Hawaiian shirts. Um, but then he couldn't find one that fit him because uh, it's a giant fatso. No, because I've got broad shoulders. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> right. That's broad fat ass. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so like we both had to buy underwear and socks. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, so we were, we were just walking out of this place and we're going to our car and we change in our car and it's just like immediately like, ah, like just like clean <laughs> yeah. underwear and everything, you know. We could have paid more, but we dressed for less. You did. <laughs> I feel like you guys came out on top. I mean, looking at that shirt right now. Oh man, this this shirt. I mean, I was really excited about this twelve dollars shirt that yeah. I got at Ross. Uh, they're not paying me, by the way. <laughs> you got Ross, it for nine dollars. Do you love it? I love, I love it. it. <laughs> I got, got it at Ross. Moscow, contact uh, Ross tomorrow because I feel like we're onto something. This here. week's beer news brought to you by Ross. Yes, <laughs> Ross. Yeah. All right. What? Anything else gets sold like of importance besides your shitty clothes? Well, okay. Look, I mean, yes, yes. Uh, I had a Highland Park shirt I really like, and a McLeod shirt I really like, okay. and I'm going to have to get free shirts back from both of those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's. Rude. I'd like to uh, thank Seller Maker for giving me a shirt to wear for today. Oh, dude, Taco yeah. Hands, uh-huh. Taco Hands. <laughs> and I'd also like uh, to thank Jay from Rare Barrel for giving me a shirt to wear tomorrow. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, he gave me a new hat. This it's, um, it's a skinny guy shirt. Yeah, which I don't know if I'm gonna really pull off. I would like to thank breweries nice. for carrying broad shouldered shirts. Version, but okay. Oh man, it's so funny to me. Like you know, I mean, uh, the beer community has like a, a lot of big dudes, you know, and yeah. like uh, people like me end up being in charge of like you know purchasing the shirts, and then these dudes come in and they're just like, "Can you just?" Get some shirts that we can wear. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, 30% of the people coming in and you're just like, okay, I'll stop getting like, you know, the American Apparel skinny shirt yeah. for, for all you dudes, I swear. So and we so- have the same problem because the American Apparel, like the fabric is just better. Like it's a it's a higher quality shirt. So we started doing that. It feels nice. And then, we, and then we, well, clearly for the wrong people. Uh, we ended up not selling any of the American Apparel shirts to our audience. <laughs> well, we sold all the mediums. <laughs> we sold yeah. all the, uh, but once you got to like an XL, oh no way, no, oh uh, I yeah, love we're not buying that stuff. XL, yeah, but the you're XL not American Apparel, yeah, but you're not who we're talking about here. I heard broad shouldered, but uh, well, that was I was being polite. Okay, I mean, I'm talking about fat dudes, fat. It really, okay. What do you need me to spell it out for you? I'm fat. It's a lifestyle. I'm Thirty pounds overweight. Uh, the point is, they stay. They stay on the shelf. 
They stay on the shelf instead of on the fat. So we had to go back to like Hanes Beefy Tea, which by the way is a horrible name. Beefy. Like why do they even name it that? It's just calling you out. That's Brad's. That, like, you know what I mean? Like name it something else. Like like Hanes pork pie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean something not like Hanes. I'm a man, or I don't know. Husky. But like, go back to Husky. Husky. <laughs> I mean, my mom said I was Husky. You know, it made she me feel did, good. Yeah. yeah. Dad buzzer in. Right. That's a new. Dad buds are in. Hey, it's dad bud. If you go to the swap meet, there's five times thickness there. That's what. That's where I buy all my shirts. You go to the swap meet for your shirts. Oh man, dude. I'm pretty sure you're buying tents. Those are that's camping gear you're buying. First of all, dad shirts are still a thing, and it's uh, my dad used to wear shirts when. uh, (laughs) Mine too. My dad dad wore shirts back when men were men. When when, 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 men were men. When he left the house occasionally, he used to wear shirts. Unless it, was to get the, unless it was to get the paper, then he just walked out. Hey, get hop back on your fixie, you know, get out of here. Yeah, we're uh, we're wearing men's shirts because we do men work. You know, did your did your dad also write in all capitals and have a mustache? <laughs> he didn't know how to write. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Are you happy now, Moscow? Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Well, he knew how, but he didn't have any hands. Thanks for bringing it. up. I think that was a font joke. What else is in the news, Moscow? Well, well, yeah. By the way, they stopped uh, teaching cursive <laughs> in elementary schools. That's they did? in the news. Yes, yeah. it is. That's a thing. That was my next story. Thanks for. Uh, uh, oh, dude! Uh, also, we were when we were in San Francisco. Jesus. I mean, yeah. gay pride like crazy. It was really yeah. fun, man. I mean, great uh, weekend for people it to be here. Are going nuts, yeah. and uh, it hey, was, that's a gay it, joke, and that's inappropriate. <laughs> oh, I didn't even oh, no, put right, that together. Right. Lesbians are gay too. Gay. Look, gonna... you guys are trying to make me look. I'm gonna stop talking. Good idea. <laughs> that's how that's how we work around here. Equality. <laughs> What else is in the news? Well, can I, let me finish the story. Cause it, cause oh, it's no, gay. this one's stupid. Really? It's yeah, mean, whatever. It's meaningful. Because we already know. This one you're picking People up? are suing. Wait, and are then... you still on the Bex thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get $12 like we get it. Some asshole's suing. Post your okay, yeah, yeah. Kanye, right. Beck, anybody? On. I Wait. think it's an important story. Okay, did you actually have something of content? Oh, I just got that. Nah, you know what? That, that's the news uh, brought, to you by, <laughs> brought to you by Ross. Yes, Ross. Dress for life. Do you like it? My I, la- right. I, I love, love it. it. Oh, my favorite news. We're done with news? That's awesome. No. That's my favorite news ever. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Oh, did you actually... Did we'll you do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it. We'll do it live! <laughs> All right, it. And we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, is there a point? I don't know, man. <laughs> What's the next story? Things happen. Give us the headline. We'll decide if it's any... If it's, you know... We should do this all the time. The U.S. House of Representatives... No! no! <laughs> What's the, that was not the headline. What's that the, was the first sentence. What's the next headline? Lagunitas. Oh, okay. Oh, dude, they're opening All a right. brewery. That one? In yeah. Azusa. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're listening. Dude, they're opening yeah, we, Azusa. We know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Evan's the best news guy ever. <laughs> yeah. So, that's okay, the name, right? Guys, Evan? guys, that's this you? is big news. Evan's Lagunitas gonna... is opening a brewery in Azusa. <laughs> it's going to be ginormous. The first year, they're going to do 420,000 barrels. Uh, Coincidence? I think not. 420,000. Yeah, yep, I'm with you. Oh, Azusa it, is known it, for its ample okay, amounts so, uh, of water. Hey, Moscow, what do you got next that I can interrupt on? <laughs> is there more to it? Or uh, is that it? Like, no, that's it. Okay. Oh! I got to admit, I like Evan's version of the news. Oh, by all means. By all means. What's the next headline? Well, see, now this one he can't do because it's an email from a listener that only I am privy to. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. Maybe not. Dear Moscow. So far, he's right. Why is there a white slab in my can of beans? That's the, that's the story. 
I was and your reply you. is going to say, that is the queen bean. <laughs> but never mind. That's a Ren and Stimpy joke. Yes. I like Ren and Stimpy growing up. Bevo Q, the crickets. Surprise you're that old. Do you have the, do you have the crickets anywhere? Anywhere? He was no. born back oh. uh, The crickets no. are usually from Moscow, so he deleted them from his own computer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there won't be no more crickets. <laughs> uh, and that's the news brought to you today by Rock, hey. by the Wine and Hop Shop. Yes, go to wineandhop.com and uh, you, you'll find uh, no nonsense. Unlike this stupid segment, you will find eight dollar uh, flat rate shipping for BN listeners. Enter. Uh, um, what is it in the uh, shopping in the notes of the shopping cart at uh, checkout? BN shipping and you get to eight dollar flat rate shipping on orders under fifty pounds. They got all sorts of good stuff at wineandhop.com. Beautiful. And don't forget, you know, you heard some great recipes from Evan tonight, but you can also get more great recipes from Modern Homebrew Recipes. It's the new book by Gordon Strong put out by the Brewers Association. Uh, sorry, Brewers Publications, uh, a division great of the book. Brewers Association. It's a good book, right? I like uh, it a lot. Uh, really good recipes coming out of there. Uh, you know, craft beers about innovation, and Gordon Strong gets right in there and talks about uh, new styles. Modern Homebrew Recipes. Yeah, we have this uh, idea. Brewers Publications. We have this idea at Noble that we're going to randomly select one of the recipes from that book and enter it into that category because <laughs> we've never won a GBF medal. And idea. so we're just going to take a recipe straight from that book, enter it in, and like, uh, yeah, and then that, that's going to be that. I feel like you could win. You know, uh, yeah, and you know what? Most, like, yeah, I mean, like, we're going to get a gold for sure. You should have a good name for it. Like, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like, we got lazy. We're going to do the one in the book, the exact same now name. I, yeah, we want to call it the same exact name in the book, actually. <laughs> I think you should call it uh, Well, now I hope you don't win this year. Hmm. Right? Oh, man, and then you can. <laughs> too many you, people talk to once. Oh, there's the crickets. Oh, yeah. hey! The hell did that come from? It's a ringtone on my phone. Oh, I just had to find it. Brilliant. I think. I thought that came from Jay's Took pants. Hell along, but I found it. But I'm. We're gonna call it a shit from Shinola. We don't know. Shit from <laughs> back Shinola. when men were men. Back Nobody when... cared about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much my life. It's okay. Evan has the best responses to everybody's shitty jokes. Oh man! Well, like <laughs> Matt always has. Matt always has this like this. <laughs> Let's call it beer, Baby Gaga. That's great. <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> Matt always has this thing where, like, every time, oh man, you're playing while I'm talking. <laughs> Touche, you oh win. Oh my god. Every, uh, are we done? We're ready to go. Yeah, we're well, we got Twitter game. And oh, so you want to skip the drunk of the week voicemails again? Oh no, let's play some drunk of the week voicemails. We can't skip it again because people have been calling in very intent on on winning drunk of the week. So here's the deal: we're going to play some voicemails, and then we will vote and see if anybody wins our official drunk of the week. How many do you have? Uh, a lot, like nine, a okay. bunch of them. And they're all really good? Yeah, this is nine from 15, and I got rid of a few of them. All right, let's do it. All right, here's someone uh, that called in after uh, BNA 10. Justin, you know talent, pack, et cetera, et cetera. You know the deal. Um, how's it going? Calling you after BNA 10, and um, just wanted to pay you a compliment, Sammy. Um, on the one hand, BNA 10 was absolutely awesome. They were just so many amazing beers. I know on the untap page you guys had written that it probably won't suck and it didn't. Highlight for me was the monkey paw coconut and sea salt dark IPA. I can hear JP hating it from here already. There you go. <laughs> I'm hitting this call and this guy's beer description. Him and Andy Wood. You can tell Blobberglop in his unicorn outfit. You expertly managed to Okay, um, good enough. Yeah. So BNA 10, that's number one. Good call. Yes, hello. 
I would like to enter my candidacy for the drunkard of the weekday contest. He's from the and 20s. Here's the outline of the items I have consumed so far. I started my day with a smoothie made of Greek yogurt and kale. And then, secondly, I consumed a rather large portion of my home-brewed kombucha. It has a very healthy mother culture. You gentlemen should see it, really. It is quite amazing. And then, after the kombucha, I consumed an entire carafe of Earl Grey breakfast blend. Oh, it was guy. delicious. And then, as if the that's, Earl Grey that's gotta be a computer voice. and the smoothie hadn't set me on the correct path, I went down to my local coffee shop where I procured a free trade organic espresso triple shot with almond milk. Now, as a result of these items, I am experiencing some heart palpitations and some mild intestinal distress. And as you can imagine, my kitties, they are very concerned. But they seem quite agitated at my current state. Okay, that, that consists of my entire list for now. And, and I do remain hopeful to win the drunkard of the weekday wow. contest. The th- weird thing about this one... Namaste. Is that the content obviously sounds bogus, but it doesn't sound like a fake voice. No, uh, it's a, no dude, that's no, for it's sure. A, a, it's a computer, man. There's no way. It's strong said from HomestarRunner.com. Oh, oh HomestarRunner.com, man. That's uh, yeah. Look, they paid me as well. I uh, just want to <laughs> HomestarRunner.com. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Here's a here's a, a great one. Um, someone calling in from their bicycle. Hi, this is Chris. I'm on my bike, and I'm really drunk. I just got back from the pub, drinking double IPAs. So, have a good one. And, uh, Beardy, keep talking. Oh, a Beardy fan. Now, there were, but see, now the beauty is, he he called back uh, a little bit later and left this one. Hey, this is Chris from Denmark. Still paddling, gone five kilometers. Day seven. That's like 50 kilometers, 50 miles, you know, conversion and shit. Almost fall into a ditch there. Oh, man. I hate this. Okay. Just wanted to let you guys know I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Thank you. All right. And then one, uh, one final one about 20 minutes later. Hi, this is Tor from Denmark. I made it home, started to rain twice. When I got home, the wife ripped the door open and looked at me and slammed into my face, so I guess I made it good. (laughs) (laughs) Guess I made it good. Man, uh, Beardy, I think this is your first fan, right? That's really cool. This is a big moment for you. Yeah. Like the only problem is that he rode his bike all the way to Denmark. Yeah. Did he say you instead know, of your house or your bedroom? Right. Yeah. Beardy, I, I feel like you shouldn't look a gift fan in the mouth. You ought to you know, just take it. Yeah, man. Oh, I took it that night and every night since. <laughs> all right. What else we got? So Hello know. there, Brewing Network turd burglars. <laughs> this is Brandon Fort Worth. I'm sitting here in my man cave, 
slash beat laboratory slash brewery. And I just listened to the session where you talked about winning club of the year. And instead of just calling up a winning DOTW, I thought I would drop some science on you at the same time. Justin, I got a message for you, man. You were looking at this thing all wrong. The Brewing Network Club doesn't need you to come to their defense. They're not out there wishing that some superhero would come along and defend their honor while they're helplessly being trashed by the masses. Listen to them talk to you, man. They all say, fuck all those people. They don't care. They're not looking for somebody to come defend their honor. So do yourself a favor and chill out about it and let the Brewing Network defend themselves because they're more than capable. They defended themselves in a homebrew competition. I think they could defend themselves on the Internet. Touche. That's just my two cents. I love y'all. Peace from Fort Worth. All right. Thanks, Dr. Phil. <laughs> All right. A couple more. That was so boring. <laughs> Where's the uh, long-time listener, first-time caller? I feel like there hasn't been one yet. Oh, or, that, yeah. or, dude, uh, uh, what's the, the Mexican uh, puto, puto, puto guy? Why is it always Mexicans with you guys? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll take your answer off the air. We live in, no. They're from Anaheim. I mean, come on. Dude, we live in Anaheim. I mean, there's a lot of, like, like awesome, like, Mexican radio stations. Like, I don't and, understand the music, but I like it. Like, I was, oh, man, Mexican ska. You know, yeah, it's just was, like, yeah, it's so good. One ton tomato. I don't know exactly what they're saying. That's called mariachi. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mexican ska is called mariachi. What else you got? Yes, hello. Uh, I would like to... Oh, wait, that's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, let's do this guy. Hey, what's up, Boners? This is Bunk Chose. Just want to say I met you guys for the first time this weekend. Uh, so a couple things. Number one, can I please say you're a beautiful man? <laughs> Number two, uh, Jamil, you are a uh, pope for sure. Help me a lot in my journey. So I don't understand why you opened a brewery making, you know, mediocre beer. Number three, uh, <laughs> Justin, taller than I thought you'd be. But if you want to fight me, let me know the time and place. I'll be there. Uh, number four, I do. JP. Who has likes it? I want to fight you. Seriously, suck, suck it so well. It's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, number five, tasty, cool dude. <laughs> Clearly, he got cookies. <laughs> Some helpless woman. I think that's all I got. Next. Thanks, guys. It was a yeah. real treat. Thank you. All right. This when did we get the, to the good ones? My favorite part was whatever they, they actually like. Yeah, they like Tasty. That was the best part. Talking shit on everybody. That, it's like, this, who's, who's friend? I mean, like, who is this guy? You know, you must know this guy. That's hey. how it always goes because people are afraid to talk bad about Tasty because he's about to die. That's that's when I said next. Hey. <laughs> it might be the last thing he hears. Yeah. He said so that I was wanted, great. People are, well, he Just did, saying. actually, he said you. Tasty, you and I. He said you sucked it great. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it right. That's still a compliment, is it right. not? Okay, yeah. I guess That's a right. compliment. Totally Thank right. you very much. You're right. I'm sorry. Skilled in the mouth stuff. Dare you. What else do we have? This one's uh, another three-part, but it's much shorter. This is Zach from <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'll, I'll call back. I remember what I was going to say. Okay, so then he did call back. Wow. I have a stop drinking problem. I don't like to stop drinking. I have a stop <laughs> drinking <laughs> problem. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I'm just getting depressed. Anyways. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He likes Spanish music too. <laughs> oh, Spanish scum. Um, he little kicks ass for dealing with you assholes every week. So I gotta go rock out with my cock out, you know, hang out with my wing out and yeah, shit works. and stuff. Right. Well, sleepy yeah. guy wins. So, uh, I will, uh, uh, by the way, so I will uh, talk to you guys probably a little bit later. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and then here's the last one uh, from our friend Brandon Zeddies. Yeah, this is Brandon Zeddies calling. I'm the guy who sent in a few metal songs we and know. stuff. I'm calling for a couple different reasons. I'm calling for drone of the week and also uh feedback and i suppose uh we'll start with feedback um you had sure. gordon strong on a couple weeks ago and played the song sober by tool and said that it was the best tool song ever you're wrong uh, <laughs> that would be the song jimmy by tool I forgive you. Touche. As far as Drunk of the Week goes, I've been drinking a lot of uh, double IPA that I brewed. Mike McDowell, you know what's up. Double IPA, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and then uh, some shout-outs here. Uh, Nathan Smith, you're an absolute beast with information. Mike Dole, thank you Mike Dole. for answering Mike. all of my homebrewing questions. Jay, you're... Freaking awesome for Hello, Brandon. doing your thing. Evan Price, you're the best. Evo, <laughs> I met you and Sam. You guys are pretty rad. JP, the struggle is real, my brother. I'm with you all the way. Wow. And uh, Moscow and Jay Goodwin, the sour hour is rad. Wow. I'm digging it. Oh, man. It's butterfly yeah, for sure. He thinks Later. you guys are one person. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy our love. Dude, I, he loves the Mexican, man. <laughs> All right, let me do a, a quick recap here. Here's what we have to vote on tonight. Uh, our first caller was uh, calling after BNA10, and he really liked all the beers that were there, and that was cool. Our second caller wanted to be drunkard of the week. Uh, he had a lot of kale, kombucha, and Earl Grey. And then, um, yeah, wasn't feeling too well afterward. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our third caller was from Denmark. He was riding a bicycle home. He called in three times, and then finally his wife was not satisfied with him <laughs> arriving at the door. Yeah, he really liked Beardy, if I remember correctly. He was also Beardy's no, first fan. That doesn't fan. help him, so yeah. you shouldn't bring that up. First 50 miles or 50 kilometers, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> uh, then we had a, a caller from Fort Worth. I uh, can't read my own notes, uh, Texas? But, uh, Is that Texas? Yeah. yeah. And he was from Texas and stuff. Um, <laughs> number five was uh, Bung Chug called in. He's, he's a big fan. He Bung called, Chuz. Uh, Bung Chode. I, th I thought it was Bung Chug. I think it's Chuz. Chuz? He writes in. Okay. Yeah. Well, that he's, guy. He was a big fan. He had a lot of nice things. Well, he didn't have nice things to say except for maybe about Tasty. Is that your like uh, friend or brother, uh, Chustin? Yes, Bung Chug okay. is. Uh, Bung yeah. He's actually my cousin. Tight, tight, tight. So uh, Zach called in and he has a stop drinking problem because <laughs> the struggle is real. <laughs> the, the struggle is real to stop drinking. I have that. Oh man, I got so depressed yeah. listening to that one. Man, please don't vote for that. That was the worst. Um, I'm leaning towards Zach. And then finally, <laughs> he was the drunkest. <clears throat> uh, Brandon Zeddy's uh, wrote in and he had other things to say. So. Um, 
I vote for the sleepy guy. Yeah. The number two, the yeah. drunk. He wants to be drunkard of the week. Yeah, yeah the, dude, the, 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 the one from Vegas or whatever. He's being healthy. He's, he's, oh, he's oh, healthy. that was um, that was Zach. The stop yeah. drinking problem. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. no. All right, JP I, I, votes Zach. Yeah, yeah, he too. was the only drunk one. I mean, he was drunk. Yeah, no, no, he was the only drunk one. He was like the star of the movie Kale Leaving Las Vegas. Very depressing. Yes, dude. I like the guy that has that like uh, cartoon voice uh, where he. Yeah, sounds went like a com- to the store. Kombucha. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like a, he sounds like a computer at the same time kombucha. somehow. All right, Evan's Probiotic. voting for kombucha. Okay, yeah, Matt, I'm going with the bike guy because he had uh, persistence. And yeah, that's what it takes to make it in this uh, business. You yeah, I agree. Keep going. You know? I mean, he was, he bicycled home for seven days, and then his to wife Denmark was, from here. I haven't to been fucking Denmark. I'm not good at geography, but I don't know if that's There's possible. There's one to you guys know. I'm still alright. I'm still alive. Still riding, Brad. What do you think? I got to go for a Vegas guy, man. I mean, first yeah, off, yeah. he's at least not at the tables, right? Right, right. Um, no, because he's plus, like... Plus, uh, yeah, he was the drunkest, and we can't make a joke of this. Sure, because he's going to kill himself tonight. Yeah, so. Oh, man. He might already be dead. <laughs> His message is like six days old. Tasty, who do you want? <laughs> I gotta Four go. mics just got thrown in Tasty's yeah, You know, uh, not the first time. In the spirit of the award, uh, I have to give it to the uh, Vegas guy. Okay. Because his voice, he sounded like he had his face in the toilet bowl as he was talking. To <laughs> yeah. A certain echo to it. Yeah, know? or the True. shotgun he's in his mouth. That hanging, could have been him talking down the like barrel the of a... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Drunk right Is that what you call one of the ladies of the night in Vegas? Yeah. the shotgun? A toilet bowl. Face in the toilet bowl. Depends on where you shop, but pretty much. Moskowitz? Yeah, I'm going Zach. He was hammered. Okay. A lot of votes. of the week. A lot of votes for Zach. Beardy? Uh, besides Denmark saying that he liked me, yeah. he was also drunk enough to knock on the door and wake up his wife late at night. Yeah. Instead yeah, of like, being able to open the door himself <laughs> he have a with key. the keys in his pocket. And soaking wet and drunk. Right, okay. and biked home. That's All a right. thing, man. So you're voting for him. Yes. Going for bicycle. First right. fan, that's cool. On that note of just Jay. selfless, shame, shameless promotion of oneself, I'll take Brandon. No votes he shouted out the Sour Hour. He Come did, on. Yeah. yeah. The Sour Hour now on the Brewing Network. Last episode is up on iTunes. Bevo, you want to put in a vote? I was also going to vote for Brandon. Okay. Two for Brandon. Yeah, man. That Sour uh, Hour, though. Dope. Yeah. You voted, right? That Joe? Sour Hour, yeah. though. All right. Well, we have a tie for second place, which is Brandon Zetties and the Bicycle Dude. Second place? That's second place. Um, I'm just pointing out. Oh, okay. That was the only other tying. Uh, Building vote. up the suspense. Yeah. And then I'm also going to vote for Zach because he's not going to be with us for very long. So, uh, Drunk of the Week, Zach from uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. I wonder if he remembers leaving the messages. Uh, Zach, if you'd like yeah. me to give the eulogy at your wedding, I am available for $5,000. Huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, funeral. Yeah. Well, see, I confused yeah. the wedding. No, they, the they are the same thing. I always yeah. get those two confused. When it comes yeah. to that yeah. person, it is the same thing. One what do you have coming up, over. a funeral or a wedding, JP? I forget. You take yes. your pick. Yeah, yeah. I always get confused. You look, same you look thing. good either way. That's right. You do. Right. They make you look great. Right. All right, Zach, you're our Drunk of the Week. Send it if you can remember tomorrow, I guess. Send uh, Bevo an email, uh, Bevo at thebrewerynetwork.com. And then we have some Noble Aleworks uh, swag to send you. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you're going to look handsome in your casket with a Noble Aleworks t-shirt on. Well, oh, man, yeah. Sack. Everyone needs a diaper. So. Yeah, we have some naughty sauce shirts for Talk you. about your marketing dollars going far. Right now, we're going to send yeah. Shimke out to Zach's funeral. Yeah, it's going to go six feet under. <laughs> what get, marketing to get, dollars? To get photos of Zach in a Noble. Anyway, you get the idea. We do. Are we done here? No, we no. have a uh, Twitter game. All right, before we do that, hey, do you guys have you ever heard of Adam and Eve? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, no, uh, I thought it was Adam. <laughs> and the thing is, is I thought not it was the biblical thing. version. I thought it was Adam and Steve. I mean, okay, that's the thing. Different, different. AdamandEve dot com. It's a, it's a great place where you don't have to. Brad, you should listen to this. Uh, you don't have to go to the, like the creepy <laughs> store anymore. Because I, I get all my butt plugs and uh, vibrators uh, <laughs> from the twelve Anaheim to sixteen-inch dildos. From there, have you? <laughs> there's four. There's four different stands for that. The Anaheim Swamp. Oh man! Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, did you guys see Ronaldo's that CNN uh, ISIS flag thing? Yes. With uh, all the uh, dildos right. and butt plugs. You don't have to go to ISIS <laughs> anymore to buy your dildos, butt plugs. Because you can go to AdamEve.com. AdamEve.com. Thank you. Yeah. You can use oh, coupon man. code BNARMY right now. B N A R M Y. You can get all the needs. Filled that you need to fill. Justin, fill. And, and what are hold. the needs that this you need real? filled? Me personally? Yeah. Like, 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 I mean, uh, let's dive into your life for a moment. Just go ahead and say all of them. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all of them. I need a lot of yeah. needs filled. Yeah. Three holes. Three holes. <laughs> That's the oh. spot right there. Hang on. Let me keep going. <laughs> yeah. So this one time I had a need. And I totally filled it. Oh, I was right there. <laughs> you took me back with you. It was amazing. Use coupon code BNARMY. You can get uh, dildos and movies and things. And uh, uh, 50% off just about any one item. And then you get a free gift. And you get free shipping. And you get ten, not, like eight ten. DVDs. You get a lot of DVDs. Yes. Um, which is cool because DVDs are still a thing. And uh, adamead.com, coupon code BNARMY. Why do I have fruit flies flying on me? I Dude, showered today, not, I swear. They're everywhere. I have to cover my beers because they get in. And we have an issue. Are you yeah. sure they're not regular flies? I bought a trap. That's a good question. Oh, be. yo, Brad, can you fill us in on, on flies for a moment? Well, <laughs> first the earth. I, uh, Redlands equals flylands. <laughs> the, uh, well, no, the fly, flies. <laughs> Way to bring it back, Jay. Uh, closing the loop Way here. Way to bring it back. Man, his radio beats. So, like, uh, if a fly lands on, say, me or somebody, like, what does that mean? I, I, my, my guess, uh, just, just knowing flies, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, just observing flies yeah, and how flies them. behave and things like that. I would assume they think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Drug of the week goes to Brad, switching it up. <laughs> Oh, we forgot to interview one of you for Drunk of the Week before we gave it to a call, but never mind. Oh, man. There's always next time, guys. My favorite thing is having like somebody around or visiting Redlands and a fly lands on them, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, I think that fly thinks you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing you're... you're... <laughs> like, the fly lands on you, and you're, you're like... hoping, like, because you think that they're thinking you're disgusted, like you're dirty and stinky. Yeah. You know, it's like, because flies don't like, you know, good smelling things. You know? It never yeah. lands on you because you just got out of the shower. Yeah, like, oh, man. Someone just cut like a, like a mango wide open. There's not like flies. You don't see flies landing on flowers, you know, right. like uh, that's a bee thing. But it's like, I, I love this whole idea. <laughs> Would you guys say you have a lot of friends or not very many? But this really is a perfect observation because you could never say to somebody like, "God, you must you must have just put on deodorant." 
You never you no, go. No, with a flash like buzzing around your head. You know, like, <laughs> what are you like going? right now? It's so, it's so, so embarrassing. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope the person I'm talking to doesn't think I stink like a piece of shit. I look like a piece of shit. You know, like I always assume I look and smell like a piece of shit. I just, I, I don't yeah. want this person to. This fly is telling the truth about me. Right. That, you don't want the person to know it. Right. Exactly. Like, I just please don't believe the fly. You know? <laughs> so you go to the Redlands to feel better about yourself. Looking at all the flies swarming around other people. The people of Redlands are just wonderful people. We, my, we favorite, not talk. my favorite thing was like uh, it, Brad and I went into this like long story back and forth forever about why a fly lands on somebody, and so it was like uh, when I was uh, when I was in Redlands last, uh, it landed on my friend Joe. Um, it's a great story. <laughs> so my friend Joe, uh, who's like uh, I don't know the lead brewer, he's right below uh, Kevin, the head brewer, and he. So I lands on him and I'm like, oh yeah, uh, uh, scientists have actually been studying this a lot lately. And uh, you know what? Actually, they they have uh, they're they're smarter than what we thought, and uh, they can actually uh, you know they they know character and and kind of how people are. And so uh, this fly, for instance, knows that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to use this. And I, I caught him so off guard, he just sat there like, what the fuck just happened? Was he like interviewing a guy, too? Like, it was in the middle of something, like, really important? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he had, he, he was, like, interviewing somebody. Was, like, it was, like, this moment of, like, you know, this 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 pad one, you know, that's, like, standing to his left or whatever. And, and then he's, you know, he's proud, you know, uh, uh, rooster stance, you know, and then this fly fucking lands on him. <laughs> By the way, for the record, JP is covered in bees. <laughs> oh, He's sweet as honey. That's right. <laughs> mm. All right, Twitter game, JP. I can tell you really want to get it off your chest. No, I don't. You, we, I don't have to do it if you want. I'll delete every answer right now. Uh, Brad's never listened to the show. What's the Twitter game? Twitter game tonight was why won't Beardy true. shut the fuck up? That's Twitter true. is a thing that's 140 characters. Shut the fuck up. Is Ready that your is that I'm your ready. voice? All right. Uh, so Rude Boy Brewing uh, says Beardy won't shut the fuck up because he's so blind he has to use echolocation to see. Oh, he's like a bat. So he's making noises. That's why he won't ever stop Get talking. Get it? I can Thank see that much. about you. Uh, yeah. Mike yeah. Carroll says uh, millions of yeast cells yanking down on his beard, continually treating his mouth like a marionette. Hmm. I'll just go ahead and erase that one <laughs> now, Mike. <laughs> Um, you should really go ahead and delete your Twitter account. Uh, Marcus Harton says uh, it's just a lack of coaching from Justin. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's your I fault. I should take responsibility it's as, really your as the manager or whatever yes. I am. Wh- yeah. Whatever uh, you do. Sugar Valley Brewer's back. And, uh, of course, he says, uh, uh, Beardy won't shut the fuck up uh, because when he leans into the microphone, he has a better view of Bevo's ass. <laughs> Thank you, Bevo. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I'm in the studio right now. Uh, Spider Wrangler says that the same crippling insecurities and failings he tries to distract people from with his beard. That was a long one. Yeah, but it was like uh, a, that was, was like funny. a fucking sour beer name from Rare Barrel. <laughs> oh man, those guys are the best. Yeah. I mean, I mean the worst. Uh, right, flies land all over their beer in Redland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melavina Meter says his blindness uh, leads to the la- his lack of being able to read body language. Okay, 
Uh, Draymond Wright uh, just said D's nuts. Uh, I don't think oh. you said that correctly. Uh, How does it go? Yeah, it's I actually... believe it's uh, truck nuts. No, no, it... no. It goes D's nuts. It's something close to that. Oh, I would have done it, but I can't hit those flat, sharp notes like you did. Last but not least, Von Bruski says Beardy doesn't talk that much. He's only Justin's fall guy for all the shut ups he really wants to say to Nicole. <laughs> oh, that so there you go. That's a good win, though. That's, that's a, a nice. Win. That's a come uh, from yeah. behind win right yeah. there. there go. Yeah. One, two, three, and to the foe. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dough. Ready to make an entrance? So back on up, because you know we're about to rip shit up. <laughs> Give me the microphone first, so I can bust like a bubble. Long You know those times when you're embarrassed for other people in the room? That's no, yeah. I've never had that happen. Oh, that's too bad. Did your uh, did your peepee go inside oh. of itself? <laughs> we're confident I, people. I, I, I'm uncircumcised, so yes. Of myself. The noble guys like to hear themselves talk. I'm pretty sure so everybody hates us. <laughs> no, nonsense. Your brewery's on fire. Right Only now. JP hates you, but that's a I good sign so. of that you were good. Which one's I JP? I keep forgetting who he is. It doesn't matter. The Who's one behind you. Right the woman behind the glass. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she's rad. She is rad. You don't know Because she doesn't give me cricket, uh, cricket, cricket noises. Yeah. This is great. Oh. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't G-Thang, is it? One, two, three into the foe. It's the extended intro. This is like somebody watching. Yeah. This is somebody listening to it at a house YouTube, party yeah. and recording it on their phone and posting it no, on no, YouTube. Don't, don't record this. I don't have my bass only in my tweeter. <laughs> don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you to noble people. Yay! I'm so, so we're so sorry. <laughs> Nonsense. Noble Aleworks was in the house tonight. You can go to NobleAleworks.com and His check house? them out right now. You can look at the beers on tap. You can see where to go visit them. They're handsome people that wear Hawaiian shirts from Ross. Yeah, and dude. Uh, if you go to the brewery, you'll know this. Or as Schumann says, Ross dressed for less. That's right. So Anaheim, Anaheim is California. Part of the name. It's all one it's thing. one thing. Yeah, we're in Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge us by the website. Just uh, just have a beer. They're pretty good. Dude, well, thanks for coming out I, for beers. driving up and do the show. I yeah, appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Sure. I'm sorry that your shit got broken into, and uh, it, at least it didn't happen in Concord, I guess. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It, it wasn't the cellar maker's fault either. It was not. It was City Beer's fault. Oh, side note. We saw a homeless guy smoking crack last night. First that was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Are you staying in Concord or San Francisco tonight? Uh, tonight we're staying at uh, Jake Goodwin's house of the Rare Barrel. Oh, uh, so you'll also oh, see a dude right. smoking crap. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're but he's not home. We're going to tear him up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, we have big plans of uh, continuing this intoxication. Yeah, love it. Yeah, another stuff. Good. Thank you guys for coming up. <laughs> I appreciate it. Stuff. Another stuff. <laughs> We've got Noble Aleworks beer on tap at the Hop Grenade. I suspect it'll be here for at least another couple days because we bought tons of kegs of it, which I'm excited about. So come on out and try the beer, and uh, please come back, guys. We, we only scratch the surface, so you got to come to the show again, you know. Yeah, we'll uh, scratch the surface. You'll, you'll get back to us on that? <laughs> again? And the CD underbelly. Yeah, we'll get right back to you on that. I'll let you know. <laughs> right. All right, Jippy, are we ready to get out? Yes. Let's go. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll yeah, see you next yeah, time. Yeah. Drop the hook, Mike. Jippy's an asshole. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The Noble Ale Brewing Place people came up from Anaheim despite being only five miles away from Disneyland. What a bunch of jerk-offs. If you just can't get enough of JP, check out his beer, uh, his non-beer Disneyland-centric podcast, Ears Up. 
Peep that sucker at earsuppodcast.com. And remember, that's ears with a Z. Uh-huh. Warren sat down, and we'll get up very soon. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was happily drinking session beers all night. Bebo was emailing Bex Brewing. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and wind.